Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dyer here. Destin Frazier. Nothing like a non-stop, probably almost two-day binge-watching session of X-Play on YouTube to have you feeling pretty good at this point in time. Oh, the nostalgia. Oh, dude, it was magical. <laughs> Where are all the white people? <laughs> no, no. I'm just curious. Listen, this isn't about race or anything, but it's just a question, a statistical question. Where are all the white people? Maybe it's deliberate, maybe it's not. I'm not saying that it is. But what I do notice is when I'm watching wrestling specifically, I see more blacks and Hispanics than I've ever seen in my life. It's like the whole show, the announcers, the interviewers, the refs, you know, like I mean, the tag teams, the managers. They were like, what were it like two white people all week? Tom Phillips and who? <laughs> Tom Phillips and somebody, right? Jerry Jerry was there. Man. They sure get the hell out of the way when the world's ending, huh? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I was looking at it today. I, I literally, I started, I was like, where's Waldo from? I was watching Raw. It's kind of white. So it was like, there's no white people out here. Uh-huh. Ever. They, they put their asses inside the, the, during the incident, you know? They don't want to get oh. the geostigma. <laughs> you know? But yeah, a whole bunch of fun stuff going on lately, right? Right. Young head, milestone. I don't know. Fun, fun is thing. the uh, the wording of choice. Yeah, but there are definitely some things going on, and I get the pleasure of trying to go and cipher through all of it with you guys. Yeah, Corey got out of there quick, right? <laughs> He's that dude who uh, takes Jeff Goldblum's advice in the science movie. You know. Oh shit. He says nature finds a way and that bastard gets his suitcase and girl and is out. He's like, well, nature won't find me. Not today. Yeah, no, there was no white somewhere. That's the most Hispanic stuff I've ever seen to the point where there were segments where people were just arguing completely in Spanish. It was like watching like uh, the old novellas. Oh, jeez, <laughs> or Lucha Underground. You know, it was just kind of like Rey Mysterio responded at one point to Zelina in Spanish and then all the other Spanish guys came in and all of a sudden it became gang warfare. And then the black guy showed up and just everything went haywire. Like a- Crazy, dude. Someone called the cops. They didn't realize it was raw. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And the racism's here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, you know, everybody, <laughs> if you need a push now, now's the time to get one, right? Somebody called the cops and didn't realize it was raw. That might be the line <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> that was going on the highlight reel for the next anniversary, damn it. You gotta, you gotta do it. Oh, God. Oh, boy. So, WWE 2K21, huh? Yeah. It's, I can't wait for it to come out. Oh, that, uh, maybe I jumped the gun there. Yeah, it's <laughs> been confirmed. We're going to be getting into the first quarter conference call that Vince gave his investors and stuff. That's what took so long was there's so many different things that happened in this call that are quite frankly fascinating i want to read through some of them but the one thing that came out was they confirmed that the 2k21 game is canceled i feel one way or another would have been canceled because i don't think anyone would have bought it yeah, i mean people buy them nba games every year so not every year i mean there are suckers you <laughs> get your suckers out there but you don't want to get was- wrestling fans are a critical bunch 
And yeah. they'll never forget something that you did to them as long as they live. And you got to keep that in mind. You know, as funny as it is to say, they'll never forgive you. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, think about how many years, even though we, we celebrate it now more than anything, think about how many years Alundra Blaze throwing that title in the garbage. They never forgave her. No one ever forgave her. Shawn Michaels still gets booed in Canada. Yeah. These kind of things. <laughs> wrestling fans are a unique bunch because they have the stigma from WWE of being the kind of people, ah, oh, they forget, just change the gimmick. They forget easily, but then they never do. Ever. Yeah. So this yeah. game would have been dead in the water. At least that's my opinion. I, I certainly wasn't going to get it. I can't even justify the, the last one. It's just such a mess. But it is definitely gone. But replacing it, and this is what I found weird. Did you see this? Yeah, it was one of the, they, they talked about it even tonight on Raw, which I'm like. Yeah, I must huh? have fell asleep through it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I must have not been paying attention. <laughs> so I haven't seen it yet. I know of it, but there's this new game called WWE Battlegrounds that's going to apparently be the replacement game for this year. Yeah. You don't sound excited. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I'll take a look before I say anything. Don't spoil the chat room. I know some people. I was busy getting it, getting ready for the show here to to know. what. And y'all say something that will cut you. Let me see. Let me find this clip here. We're live, folks, so sometimes it takes a little time. I'm director, yeah, producer, yeah, and everything yeah. else. So, okay, twenty. Gotta be it? patient. All right, let me have a look. I'm gonna go straight to live. What the fuck? No, 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 no. All I'm saying is... Wait a minute, but I'm glad it's short. Let me see this again. Dude, look at that shot. What the fuck? (laughs) We have the artwork. (laughs) (laughs) What is... What in the fuck? All I'm saying, I would have preferred just a 2K21. Because guess what? There wouldn't have been fucking alligators eating John Cena. This this shot to me, this is like symbolic of what what they did to you guys. Like you guys are that. You guys are John Cena, and Two K Twenty is that alligator. You know, and and The Rock is WWE. Jesus Christ! Wait a minute. That is amazing. I'm gonna. I don't want to hear the stupid. Oh, music no, again. Don't, no, 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 no. I'm gonna put run that this one out the music just to take a little look here. What we got going on? So yeah, that unfortunate scene happened. Look at how ridiculous that looks. Oh my god! Nice replacement, guys. Yeah. And look, you get all that money up. you save from firing everybody. This is what we're going to. John Cena with a short Yukin, Becky Lynch going God mode. And what was that? Was that Green Lantern fucking? <laughs> this whole thing is a nightmare. <laughs> And you know why they did it? Because it's easy. Whatever this piece of shit is, is easy. So they could say instead of spending, they'll probably still charge you a good amount. Don't think you're going to be paying because the WWE brand, like everyone's assuming, it'll be it'll be tasteful of them to make this like thirty nine dollars, which I'd still is hot, kind of high. But they're probably going to charge you like a retail game. Look at this piece of shit. Oh I hate to bury God. their game when I even see. But look at that. Look what they gave you. No, no, this look shit they give you. Like, look at this. They know they can't make a good game now because they, all their, their lead developers are gone. So they just threw together some fucking mobile game. Like, 
They're it looks like a, like a poor man's All Stars. Remember All Stars? That the one who used to fly and do yeah. things like this? Yes, yeah, yeah. and that wasn't this, even this that good. A, this is a shitty All Stars. That's going to be available on all consoles, phones, Nokia, Sidekicks, scientific calculators. Like it's running on nothing. Commodore sixty four. Like, Commodore, look at that callback. Fucking Commodore. That's why it's a Commodore game. Look at how. F- okay, yeah, now I'm telling you, man, this one's going to be an exclusive on the Engage. All right. <laughs> Oh, did you? Thanks, Shane. Where the hell are my notifications? Oh, I, don't, I didn't even have them on yet. That sucks. We missed an opportunity to... Uh... Oh, man. We Dang, we hadn't, we hadn't thought about that one in so long. Like, hold on. Shane need to get that one, Shane. If you ain't never seen this one, behold. Like, I don't know. Is there a way for me to manually trigger it? That's fucked up, right? That the bot is that much in control. We're like Westworld, where it's like, I don't think we, we can trigger our own shit here. <laughs> I know we used to do that for the Jericho one. What we do for the audio, I don't know if I can make the uh, the video up here. No, we'll look, get something, like a, damn it. Like I look like a noob. We'll we'll do something, I promise. Yeah. We'll get I, you a we'll get you a free V8 splash. I don't know. It'll have the whole thing in it this time, I swear to God. <laughs> awesome, right? Oh my you god. You remember the V8 splash? That was the one giveaway, right? That was the one giveaway. Nobody ever got it. Oh, you know, it reflected on the overlay on the top there. I see it now, Shane. Thank you. I didn't refresh that overlay. I really got to fix this. I'm becoming lazy around here with the coding on that top overlay, but I do see on the top left. the other, And now I have the notifications on too. So at least now in the future, guys, it'll, it'll pop up. When we're running FYI for anyone who likes to get their sparks, like if you're donating sparks or whatever, like if you like your prompts to appear, kind of that's a thing for some people, always make sure you see the, the static screen here where you see the talk brunch monitor with the static screen because that's the screen that all of the effects are enabled. If we're running a video or a cutscene or something, then it automatically pushes all that shit to the background so that you guys can see uh, whatever the movie is or whatever the thing we're playing. But when you see that static, that means, aside from the intro, if you see that static in the intro when we're saying Talk Brunch Live and shit, no, but most of the time when you see that, that means that whenever you hit something, it will be prompted. I never really go into that with guys, which I guess they don't understand. But when you're on this screen here, where you're seeing whatever the yeah. Tron, whatever the Brunch Tron is bringing you, or when you're on this screen here, you're not going to see it. Because what if something dramatic is going on? All of a sudden, boop, some little, like... Yeah, like know. fucking Greenlight or Charlotte. Yeah, like what if we would have missed Greenlight or Charlotte? <laughs> because, so it's like when you're here, no. When you're here, no. When that static is, that means it's ready to take commands. Because I don't care if... All, all, all I'm do. saying is Wikipedia been saying for years, John Cena's died. We might have just saw it for real then. But yeah, Shane, good old sugar. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Love you, man. Oh yeah, much love, brother. Which reminds me, I gotta get on. I gotta get on the bot too. That way, I can look through the bot through the eyes of the bot. If you will see who's who's uh, here for the shoutouts later on. Yeah, if yeah. I ever if I'm ever going slow or if I'm ever like talking, it's because I'm doing. I'm making sure there's like so many different things running at the same damn time here. But that game, anyway, that freaking game. I didn't want to <laughs> look. I didn't look. I saw the thumbnail to the trailer, which doesn't give away much, but I prefer to have like a normal reaction to shit on here. You know, that so was like amazing. A, that might so be the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't like to look at the things before uh, we get on at all. So most of the news is hitting me in the face. And I, I tell you guys before, I don't follow wrestling all week because I feel like it's burnout. Like once once I get off of here, I'm done most of the time. Like I don't really go back on the dirt sheets until literally Monday, and then I just spend all day catching up. Cause like I'd rather just not think about the shit all week. I know I'll get a lot of PMs from you guys, and it's fine. But tons of people, hey, did you hear this yet? Nope. Did you hear this? Even pre, even pre, hey, did you hear this yet? Nope. <laughs> Didn't hear. I, I'm completely in the dark. Uh, even with the live shows, I was gonna mention that to you, Destin. I don't know, and that's why I'm mentioning in this show because that's how close it's coming. I'm I'm not long for this world when it comes to the live shows, right now. 
uh, raw, I guess, by obligation of it being in the background while I get ready for uh, to, to go on the program. I guess will always be part of what I do. And I guess from years yeah. since the first episode I've watched it, it'd be, it feels weird to miss it. Um, But really the Wednesday stuff, like the live thing, I don't know. I don't think I'm long for the live. I'd rather catch AEW and NXT um, on my own. To be honest, like the chat room itself, when I'm trying to keep all the information for the Monday show, like the chat room itself, I distract myself with the chat room. I don't want to say this chat room becomes a distraction, but I kind of distract myself when I'm there. Um, yeah. Because I enjoy it so much. Like I enjoy our live people. No disrespect to our iTunes. I know on iTunes we get like, uh, we're by no means like fucking stars, but we'll get like in the four digits and numbers as far as our views and shit. Just yeah, pretty much we out here. Yeah, but I mean, like the live, the people in our chat room, like I'll sometimes lose myself talking in the chat room and distract myself from the actual shit I'm supposed to be covering. And I have to go back <laughs> and watch it again anyway. <laughs> you know, so I might, uh, I don't know, I might cut back on the live. I don't know, I'm thinking about it right now, like the Wednesday stuff at least. That's, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this game, again, getting back to it, just looks, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really disappointed right now, man. And let's see what else we're hearing about this here while I'm looking. Oh, Christ, there's more. It's being developed by Saber Interactive. They're the people who made uh, 2K Playgrounds. Oh, it's a fucking car. Wow, that makes so much more sense now. So 2K Playgrounds was basically a cartoony version of the NDA, NBA that came out like right around the same time as uh, NBA 2K20. So it was like NBA now. Pretty much. Like, oh, nah, not, not nowhere near as fun. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a game with that name that had like a, it looked like they like in the street, like street basketball style yeah. thing. I've never seen it in yeah. action. I've seen shots of it. They, uh, Saber and Active Studio Panama took it around this hard at work. I see. Uh, hmm. I don't really know exactly anything else aside from that company. I mean, you would know more about them than me. I'm looking here. It's like, uh, did they do anything else? That's the only other game I've uh, heard of that they've done. Oh, joy. Yeah. They said that they're still committed to developing another 2K title and they just need more time to get it done. Uh, yeah, but they said they're not going to be doing the 2K simulation game. They, how dare they even use the word simulation at this point? But fall 2020 is when this piece of, I mean, when this Battlegrounds game is going to be coming <laughs> because they got to get their money. They should have humbly, they should have humbly taken a year off when you yeah, fuck that up. That would have been, uh, that would have been so much better. When you fuck up, you humbly take a year off. That's what you do. Nobody would have complained. Oh, according to Six Layer, he said they, they did Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary and they're doing Crisis Remaster. Jesus Christ, how what far you, are they falling? What do you mean they, they did Halo Combat Evolved? I, I was completely under the impression. I lose track of if it was 343 or Bungie, but I didn't know they had Yeah, yeah, but Bungie didn't show up until 4. Well, I mean, 343, my bad. Yeah, yeah, Bungie was the original. I'm saying as far as the anniversary, I just thought that it was uh, was them who did the remake. I guess they got someone else to do it. And Crisis, uh, that's funny to hear that Crisis is being remastered because Crisis is one of those games that visually it it uh it survived the test of time and it is very taxing oh, yeah. on PCs. It's always it's always look beautiful. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't see them being able to do something with a game like Crisis without naturally pissing people off. People don't like their franchises messed with, even though yeah, what I think what they did with Final Fantasy VII remake is brilliant. I won't spoil it. That's of one people. of the only cases where I think you know, it worked out. Yeah, I think that what they did, I can't spoil it on here. And I know you're thinking, what, it's an old game. But no, listen, I can't spoil it if you don't already yep. know what they did. But I think what they did was brilliant. And uh, it sort of reminds me, I guess, of Mortal Kombat 9 in some ways, if I had to compare it to something. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it actually does make a lot of sense because nine was virtually a re, a re, almost a restarting. Yeah, which that's something that I that I definitely like. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know about something like Crisis getting it, but we'll, we'll have to see what they do. What they're gonna do if they could cry engine and all that shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not happy about this game though. You know, hopefully I'll see it on Game Pass. Uh, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll see it for even free. on e- e- even on Game Pass. No. Did you pay for your 2K <laughs> Battleground? Hell no! I got it for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! A uh, AEW's Cody Rhodes had mentioned when he spoke to Bleacher Report that he wants to uh do something with the AEW video game. He said it's something that fans, that all fans know about, and as they begin the process and they move forward, um, if they were to make a very good game, which is their intention, it's going to take time. And game development is is uh, difficult. It's a very creative space, and he wants to make sure that this project is developed correctly, and he wants to keep people updated, and uh, he wants to he wants them to be patient. What he's ultimately saying. And I've heard a few interviews from him. It sounds like they, they want to go back to, cause he's mentioned and he said, quote unquote, a certain engine that people want. So it sounds like they want to make a modern day no mercy. And I know a lot of people are going to jump and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a bad idea. Like, yeah. I don't think I like no mercy and WCW NWO revenge. I thought they were great. And I hate to use this phrase, but they were good for the time. Those do not survive the test of time. And I'm not really just talking about the polygons and how blocky it was. Just I'm control wise in general. Control wise, yeah. Mainly control wise, it doesn't work. Like there's no way, and I've really looked at it, there's no way to make that still work properly. There's nothing wrong with the current engine and the current way WWE games play when it works. I think it's the best yeah. ever currently. Well, when oh, you yeah. can have a good match on a WWE game when they don't break the shit that makes it run, it's almost like having a match. And I never thought I would say that because wrestling games, whether you like them or hate them, they've never been perfect at at mimicking what a match looks like, like the structure of a match. It is incredible. Starting what I believe, what was it, 2K12, I, I believe it had to be? Two K, uh, Yeah, 2K12 or 13 was one of the first ones that started using a new type of engine. You can have a match, you know, with all the pacing and tone of a match, yeah. with all the beats that you'd have in a match. And I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for the whole Spartan Jesus. I think that that's fantastic. Uh, it's never been about the engine. And unfortunately, it gets a bad name because all the other shit doesn't work. But when I've played the the editions of it that work because it's hit or miss, just like the Call of Duty series, it's been great. I feel like I've gotten excited waiting for my own pay-per-view to show up on the calendar. Where I'm like, I can't <laughs> wait for the pay-per-view. And it's the stupid universe mode. I'm sitting there. I remember sitting with my friend across from the couch. We're couch coping the thing. And it's like, oh, man, two more weeks till backlash. <laughs> <laughs> we used to <laughs> I think it was back in 17 17 and 18 we used to jump online and just play matches off and do it was the most fucking fun yeah it, we, we used to sit there tense like it was a it was a blast those games when they work are good not a, not a no mercies those were fun but go back and look at some of the gameplay of an, and I know people have brought it up to date and changed the roster that's not going to be something that's going to have the longevity that these WWE games at their best have so I don't know you know I'm I'm damn sure positive he wasn't talking about the engine that thunder ran on if anyone's wcw thunder oh god was that the one i'm thinking of thunder. that you showed me where everybody run funny to the ring 
No, that was actually, believe it or not, you see what I mean about the test That was no mercy and uh, and, and the visa <laughs> and the when it's not a world the way they look. You know, that's the game that everyone's so popping for, you know. Um I don't know. Can we get Thunder gameplay on the screen? I'll just be fishing for gameplay at this point. Oh my god. It'll probably look better than that fucking 2K Battlegrounds or whatever shit that was. Yeah, like, I don't have anything queued up. I'm just going to find a random video and see if we could put Thunder on for anyone who didn't see this. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, when it comes to um, 2K20, you know me. I've still been playing it to this day. It's just, I mean, it's me. I I have a dark, I have a deep well when it comes to shit I'll tolerate. But, yeah, this, like, no. Nobody wanted you to go back to like the cartoon PS3 and shit. Like, no. Right, let's oh, get God. this on the screen. Let's get to the wrestling. Does, does the wrestling come out in here? Oh, yeah. They showed cutscenes, full motion video, but here's the matches. Do, do we hear anything? <laughs> Look at that. Power bomb. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Go back. Go back. <laughs> And that's how it always looks when he does that spot, no matter who does it. Let's go back to that again. Over possessed. <laughs> oh. oh man, I was pissed when I bought this. I didn't know this was running on this engine. I knew right away when it launched. I was like, ah, shit. That engine doesn't work. We don't need to hear the music of this anymore. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, you see the kind of shit that happened? That motherfucker said, motherfucker thought he was breaking up bacon. So the No Mercy, can we look at some No Mercy gameplay? Like, how do we get some No Mercy gameplay on here? Oh, God, it's, it's somewhere out there. You can find it somewhere in the abyss. Yeah, because I just want to look at it. I haven't seen it in years, but, you know, that's the engine that everybody praises. Yeah. Yeah, I used kid. to rent that one from Blockbuster all the time, and I was like, oh, okay. Let me try to queue it up. I didn't know what was going to pop up, so I like to check it behind the curtain first, you know? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you think you're getting No Mercy and you're getting a large phallic object on your screen. It's happened to us before. Oh. happened to us before. Anyone who doesn't wonder why we do things behind, we queue it up behind the curtain and then bring it up on the Tron, uh, doesn't understand the joke behind the coitus. <laughs> because that's exactly how it happened. You know, it is one back, of the greatest behind-the-scenes scene stories in all of Top Brunch. Yeah, backstory. One day, uh, Squires and I were on YouTube on here. We're doing the Tron, but we're not uh, broadcasting. It's just we can only see it. And uh, we went to something, just like we're doing now, just shooting the shit, talking about random stuff. And don't ask me how this got past the filters. You can ask him. <laughs> but with this, this one thing, it just looks like an Asian dude, like on top of a woman. Like you can't really see any genitals, but she has like her legs wrapped around his back. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that's not. And I click into it and sure enough, it's just a couple of Asians just having full on fucking sex, like the straight up intercourse. And uh, our religious friend Squires, he's like, dude, I can't watch this. They're having full-blown coitus. (laughs) And I just lost my shit. Like, it was, like, one of the best lines I've ever heard in my life. Like, I completely, I felt like I blacked out from how funny I, like, like, this dude, I can't watch this. It's full-blown coitus. 
<laughs> that's why every time when Squire is in, somebody cracks a coin's joke, Squire starts giggling because he starts yeah. flashing back. And that's why we got the Tron where it's set, it won't, shit won't just appear without us at least looking first. Because you imagine if full blown coitus appeared. YouTube censors aren't as good as people think they are. Cause we legit, well, I at least watched it. I know he didn't. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyway, I digress. What do we got here? Yeah, let's bring oh. here. Yeah, yeah, there it is. He's wrestling in a hat. There would need to be a lot of stuff done to this engine to make it less shit. Yeah, you're right. Nash does have a top of moon that other game. That, that thunder. I had that, unfortunately. I had this too, but the thunder was like later on. My memory served me correctly. I mean, this is the most intuitive a wrestling game ever got up until now. But certain things about it wouldn't work. Like the way they, the, the, the collar and elbow tie ups, the way that you go from that to the moves. <laughs> so again this is definitely the most popular wrestling game of all time a lot of it has to do with nostalgia and this being like the best we got at the time order what you need at a- no you don't that was full-blown that was full-blown addis <laughs> i know want want See, 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 me, 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 and me and Shane are on the same one, on the same boat with that one. Oh hell yeah! So that's what he wants. He wants, um, he wants to do a game where, like, uh, I think I suspect Cody wants AEW No Mercy. Oh God! The Fire Pro games, I w- I played them on and off, not as consistently as everything else. You know, I know those are out now too, so that that's another option. Yeah, <laughs> definitely have options. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely won't see an AEW All Star, so I know that. <laughs> Do you see Carmella recently doing the uh, the Becky Charlotte thing? I saw like a glimpse of it. I think I may have, I think I skimmed past it one day and I was like, oh, okay. We go to this. I thought this was kind of funny. Now, look at y'all over there, all happy with yourself with the belt that I made famous. <laughs> and I made you famous. <laughs> And you might have been Becky two belts once, but I've been the woman ten times. Your reigns may be plentiful, but mine are meaningful. Still, ten times is ten times. <laughs> that was awesome. Pretty solid, right? Wow. Right? She, she's. She hit that down pack. Could be a good stunt, stunt double. She also did uh, Bailey and Sasha. Oh, Christ. What? Screw Lacey Evans. You know, she doesn't slip a match with me. I don't want to be my boss. Making my album, creating music videos, rising my stuff at the start of the album. You know what? I can use the rest, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if she's a mom or a queen. <laughs> I don't care. Jesus. I'm gonna see her in these halls. I'm gonna break her ankle, and I'm gonna break every single bone in her body. <laughs> oh my god! 
I almost didn't know what to think when I saw him tell the, tell the Bailey one pop up. It's like, golden, right? I love how she was wearing the thing Bailey always used or whatever. She was on pay-per-view, too. Like, oh. I'm going to put those on our Twitter. Let's have the bot send those along for anyone on iTunes. You're listening there. <laughs> Yo, if they ever release her, she has a bit to back herself up. Like, she, she, could, she could just travel the road doing impressions. Like, yeah, don't don't give them any ideas. That's how I break shit. They'll be like, oh, we're going to do this now on the show. And then it just suddenly won't be cool. (laughs) But while while we're doing imitations here, first of all, I got to play the original one, which you would think is the parody because of how corny this is. Oh, no. You've seen it already. I'm just going to remind you guys. I'm going to take you back to one of the corniest things that's happened in a long fucking time. Oh, no. We never even talked about it on here, and we really should have. And it is this. I'm Ivar, and this is Eric. (laughs) Viking Raiders! We are... Look at that, even the system doesn't want to run it for some reason. System said no, not again. Yeah, right. I'm Ivar, and this is Eric. Viking Raiders! We are Vikings who love to fight. Viking Raiders! The raid is here, and we're here to stay. Viking Raiders! We're men with beards who all should fear. Viking Raiders! We worship Thor and we'll knock him to the floor. Viking Raiders! We're here to conquer the tag team division. Viking Raiders! Viking Raiders! Viking Raiders! Viking Raiders! Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's good. No. No. No, 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 no. Anyway. What are they doing to those guys? Good shit. This is good shit. Right? Oh, my God. What happened to War Machine? Like, what? What the fuck? Like, what? I don't know, man. I don't know what happened to anyone here. I'm telling you, like, like, it's like I said before, when you come to the WWE, you're officially okay not being the best anymore. Because they do shit like that. But All I'm was, saying, Undisputed Era, get out while you can. But there are some recently released superstars that uh, decided to double down. Fried chicken and ass kicking, tall good shot! Old hot and tall good shot! Cheat grills and dead pills, tall good shot! I love it! Fuck yeah! Jesus Christ! That was a that was a Gallows and Anderson for anyone that didn't know. They did that. That was amazing. It's almost like when you're not in WWE, you can actually be funny. Oh man! <laughs> what are you gonna do? Fire him? Right. Y'all already fucked that up. We go see him in Japan. Fuck y'all. We don't fuck around here. We right. do parodies. You can't stop us, bitch. Uh, those guys went straight to work, right? They wasted zero, zero time. They were just like, you know what? It's pretty much time for us to start taking jabs right away. I fuck with this shit. Can't blame them at all. What do you think? Because I'm hearing all these rumors about them going to Japan, but then we're hearing that they're just working people for now. And long as they don't go back to that shit show of a company, I don't care where they go. No. Anywhere will be better. You have a point. 
Um, I mean, they were definitely underutilized. It's just that, you know what? I don't even think it's deliberate. It's, it's to the point where it's so bad that it's just that the company doesn't know how to use people anymore. They've lost that talent. I'm glad, I'm kind of glad. It's not because of the pandemic, but I'm glad that there had to be some sort of a clearance of that writer's room. It sucks for the wrestlers, but I've been like petitioning for them to get that writer's room done for a long time, man. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm just saying that and being a dick. Like for the longest, it was like, yo, just fire everybody in there. It's not like the show won't still go yeah. on. Even the even the end of the fucking world didn't stop the show. You think that those guys that are writing those shitty stories are really going to actually prevent it? I bet if they had to choose between the isolation and the writers, they'd get rid of them in a heartbeat. They'd flush them down, exactly. the, to- down the toilet like a, like a goldfish if it came down to it. Oh, yeah, Shane. Of course they wanted a bullet club. But see, they were too stupid to be able to actually make one. Oh, they always wanted one. And now they can't have one. They have to settle for what they have now, which is jack shit. Yeah. That is messed up. But we're also hearing that if you are, if you would like to have some, and this is a great purchase here, if I'm reading this correctly, they are selling dirt from WrestleMania. Did you hear about this? (laughs) Yeah, from the fucking Boneyard match. Why? Because if somebody out there will buy Bray Wyatt's $7,000 belt, they'll buy dirt. I mean, we already watched dirt. Do you really have to impose us having to fucking buy dirt now there's a mark out there who will buy it that's messed up like who i see what i mean they take advantage of people being marks in this company let me bring this shit up on the screen here is that what it is boneyard edition it's a plaque and i guess does it come with the dirt I guess it must be the dirt in it somewhere. Dirt not included. Imagine <laughs> if that was in the disclose. Disclaimer. Oh. Dirt not included. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> dirt from the fucking match. What do you even say to that? Ugh, I say I can't wait for dynamite on Wednesday. <laughs> so you get the plaque. Is the dirt in the plaque? Probably, yeah. You should get an urn. It was $74. You should get an urn with the dirt, in, you know? Like, right, that would at least be a little bit better. No, they'd probably give you, like, a little sheet with the dirt in it. They'll try to sell you anything. Fucking dirt, their broken network. Anything can be monetized. (laughs) They said with some bits of shit. (laughs) Yeah, right? It'll be cat litter. Once they run out of those stuff, putting kitty litter in the damn thing. So the product details, let's see, 15 by 17 official WrestleMania product, individually numbered, limited edition, 536, contains dirt from the first ever Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. (laughs) I love how uh, Ringside Ringside reports it as they've only made 536 of these for some reason, and then they say they might have ran out of dirt. Oh, God. (laughs) That might have been what happened. I don't know. Oh, if anyone gets this, tell me, please. Like, if anyone's going to buy the dirt from WrestleMania, tell me. So I can disown you as a human being. Because you are contains, clearly terrible with money. Contains dirt. God almighty. That's who they are. Is this still the company where everybody wants to be? I'm just trying to make sure. Like, yeah. Not, probably not, no. <laughs> Terrorism right now, after all of them released, fucking people show up on the indies and then go be. Yeah. No, sugar, don't sugar. At least the Kiss My Ass Club t-shirt works at some point. So, uh, in other news here, oh my god. So there was some, apparently, Walmart is selling NWO t-shirts. And there was this woman who, uh-huh. uh, I guess is obsessed, at least in my opinion, with conspiracy theories. 
who saw this shirt in Walmart and took a picture of it and put it on her Instagram. Oh, no. Said, now I'm so upset because I'm wearing mine right now. Oh, fuck. Now found in your local Walmart stores. Global elites pushing for the NWO, and in parentheses, she puts New World Order, which includes one world leader, one world religion, one world currency, and one world government. Time to show Walmart what we think. Hashtag support small businesses. So, Bitch, this is a wrestling shirt. Calm it down. And then other people in her comments were basically like, yeah, yeah, you know, forget the New World Order. <laughs> Some of y'all out there, I wonder how y'all dress yourselves in the morning. I don't. It must hurt being that stupid. My God. This bitch saw a wrestling t-shirt and said, support small businesses. At one point, I'm paraphrasing here, but at one point, someone in there said, I'm pretty sure that that has to do with wrestling and different wrestlers being in a group. And she said something like, oh, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that the New World Order has to do with world elites and presidents. <laughs> it was <such> oh. shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would have worked the shit out of her if I would have encountered this. Oh. I would have been on there and I would have been like her, her top supporter and explaining to her that the wrestling thing is just another channel that they're using. <laughs> it's team, but it's actually another branch of the Lali Lule Low. <laughs> and that this one goes even deeper. Then why do you think that Donald Trump was able to nominate Vince McMahon and Dana White as people part of the team that helps bring back the economy because of the fact that they were all in on this together? Then I would have like put in that's what that's what propaganda is, guys. That's really why I tell you to listen about it. I would have just peppered in a little bit of reality. You know, I would have talked about the stuff that's happening, the epidemic at hand, the eighteen point four million Florida was given to reopen shit. I would have gone into that and been like, you see how it all ties back into wrestling? And she would have taken that shit hook, line, and sinker. And then just throw some crazy shit in there and see what's gonna happen next. The angels are coming next year. It's gonna be yeah, one at right. a time. It's so easy to just get people to believe. That's why I say words are dangerous and propaganda is nuts. You gotta be careful. What, what kind of shit you, you listen to out there. It's so easy to see where things are, are intended to go. And you know what? That's a good segue. I didn't plan this, but you know, speaking of, uh, propaganda and nonsense and bullshit, being able to see straight through someone's shit clearly. Velveteen Dream. Oh, I've been right? waiting for this one. <laughs> I'm going to just go straight into it. Someone's fucking with Velveteen Dream. I'm not going to do this mystery. Is it or isn't it? No. And you're an idiot. You're an idiot if you, if you actually, thought uh oh oh no velveteen he uh i someone's messing with the guy and trying to make him look like he did something he didn't and they're doing a really poor job like shittier than all the other ones we've seen someone on reddit said that uh he sent explicit messages to them and he's let's see if we could quote it here he said uh hmm. he blocked me on instagram after i wouldn't send him an uncensored nude pic back I'm really worried about all this. Does anyone have legal advice or whatnot? I'm thinking of deleting this and getting it to the police instead. I'm 17. My friends are 15 and 16. These are all edits, by the way. The evidence that it is him is as follows. His phone number is Washington area code. His voice in the calls was accurate. It was off of his verified Instagram account, and the picture he sent is believable. Uh, so, first of all, before we even get into how full of shit this is, because there's more of it, I'm going to break down what's wrong right here. Okay, the person is complaining that they blocked him on Instagram. I think that pretty much that's triggering. That triggered the person. The fact that they got blocked, they probably they probably weren't comfortable. I mean, celebrities are known to do that. If you come up weird, they they block yeah. you. 
do you guys honestly believe you've all lived in this world long enough? Do you does this honestly sound like real talk? Someone going, I'm really worried about this. Does anyone have legal advice or whatnot? I'm thinking of deleting this and getting it to the police instead. And then and then, I'm 17. My friends are 15 and 16 at 17. 15 and 16 do any of you guys ever do you think you would have been confused like that like i'm really worried about this does anyone have legal advice that <laughs> sounds like someone trying really hard to paint themselves as the victim i'm a hundred percent sure of it when you hear someone hamming it up like that that's them being full of shit no one's gonna act like that that's not the natural behavior of someone who was worried. first of all Let's dissect this a little bit. I love psychology. It's such a beautiful thing because it's like math. All the pieces fit into slots. And if they don't, fuck you. Okay, so I'm really worried about all this. Really worried about all why? What could they do? You didn't send them a nude pic, right? He sent you one. It's not like his, uh, allegedly, it's not like his dick can jump out and attack you, right? What is it that you're really worried about? He blocked you. You didn't block him. That's another interesting thing. According to you, he blocked you after you wouldn't send him an uncensored pic, but you didn't block him when he when he, he sent his. You know what I mean? That's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, the fact that they then had to go back, it's almost like they kept going back and uh saying, well, you know, I'm 17, my friends are 15 and 16. You know, his phone number is in the Washington area code. His voice in his calls was accurate. If you were talking about someone doing something to you, would you use words like accurate? Like his voice was accurate and his and the picture he sent is believable. You know what I mean? Like, would you really say that? Like, think about that. Could you imagine saying that? Like, look, this guy sent me some stuff and it was accurate. And the nudes he sent me, I was really surprised when I got them because they were very believable. Believable. That's like almost a Freudian slip right there. That's on a subconscious level. You want us to believe that they're believable. You're telling me to believe them by calling them believable. Oh my God. You didn't even bother to say that they look like him or they resemble him or are convinced. They're believable. I call bullshit. And then they add audio, okay? This is the audio. What school do you go to? One more time. What school do you go to? If they have audio, they have audio. Why is that the only thing you could, that could be any time to use that his voice, maybe, but that could be in reference to fucking anything. He could be doing a make a wish. He could be talking to a kid at any point in the world. What school do you go to is not, how come they didn't have more? How come the only thing that this person released that's so scared and concerned was a fucking single line? <laughs> oh my God. You know how it easy is it is so to release audio is tiny. Audio is tiny guys. When we're done putting this whole show together, like put it this way. Putting this show together sometimes can be, it could be between 20 and 50 gigs if you count the videos, the, everything that we have going on at the same time. But later on, when we when we compress this down to iTunes, like it's sometimes maybe 100 megabytes, like the whole three, four hours is sometimes 100 megs because that's how tiny audio is in the grand scheme. Not of even a gig. Not even a gig, not even not even a fucking 100 megs sometimes. If we do, like our post shows are never, never like 80 megs. So you're telling me they have an audio of him allegedly saying all this stuff and all they could get. Of that audio was what school do you go to? That's it. That's it. Not <laughs> a fucking second more. Nothing that he said incriminating. Why didn't they release screenshots of the of, of, of more of the images? Could the picture be him? Absolutely. The picture can be him. So much in fact that he admits that the picture is him, in a sense. Let me see here. What is his official statement? Because he said something about this, right? Yeah, he basically um 
Here it is. Okay, he said, be assured I did not communicate inappropriately with anyone. A private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge, and I'm working with a third party to look into this matter. And that to me is believable. So somehow someone got into his Instagram or whatever the hell he has it on, whatever cloud service he's in. They released it and they tried to make this look as guilty as possible and they failed because it's literally grasping at straws. It's just yeah. it, like the whole thing comes off nonsensical. Their own statements. And he, and he didn't they, need to talk about how accurate or believable it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, when will you ever say that? You know, like, imagine someone getting raped and going to the police precinct and be like, listen, this guy raped me, you know, um, you arrest him. My story's believable, you know? And, and you know what's so bad is I know it's kind of crazy because I follow him on Instagram. I know the post where some of this bullshit seemed to come from because I think it was sometime um, in the past week. Dream basically said, hey, I'm replying to all DMs for the next, like, 45 minutes. So all of this sounds like is somebody who either asked them some out-of-the-world out, out shit, got blocked, and it's like, okay, I'm going to stick to the Velveteen Dream. Like, no, bitch, no. Or he never had any conversation with them where he blocked anyone. Yeah. It's just someone trying to screw with him. Yeah, it could be. Don't believe that shit. Exactly. I heard people saying, I heard people saying that it looks bad on him and that this is, you know, it's looking bad, but they give him the benefit from that. You fucking idiots. Like, what looks bad? <laughs> Besides how stupid the other person is. Like, fuck. No, you know. What school do you go to? Does not make you. You know what? Write it down. <laughs> what school do you go to? <laughs> yep, and we got two already. Write it down. Write it down. Fuck it. What are they going to do? Leak my picks? I ain't got shit. You know, that's the <laughs> guilt. I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. Let me release some of this information. Let me drip release. Let me drip And the funny thing about it is, I- I've seen this story bouncing around pretty much all week and the one comment i saw that stuck out to me was why would you go to social media first and not the police because they just want to mess up his reputation mm-hmm. police actually investigate christ man people are fucking stupid like don't play victim it'll get you screwed over oh yeah thank you but what are your thoughts on this entire thing aside from what you've already said obviously you i mean you think that this is it's, real it's literally the same shit we've dealt with a thousand times we're not going to hear anything else after this everybody else forgotten in the month and life's going to go back to freaking normal it's the same thing every single time like it never goes anywhere because there's nowhere else for it to go because these dumb fucks don't ever think that far and then to try to mess with someone's livelihood exactly trying to mess with someone when you try to when you try to set somebody up you might screw them over you know, you're not thinking about the consequences of that. Exactly. It's going to come back a thousand times worse on you. Like, Yeah, ugh. it happens. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we should talk about some more of the serious stuff. We've been having fun this whole time with just nonsense and games and things. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the scheduling that WWE is going to be doing here. They're taping scheduling. Some of this has already happened. Some of it hasn't. But, uh. On the 24th of April, they did SmackDown Live. And then the following day, the 25th, they did, they taped SmackDown that's going to air on May 1st and May 8th. Two days later, on the 27th of April, they did Raw Live, which was tonight's Raw, actually. The Raw tonight was live. And then they must have stayed on after we got on here. And they're doing the Raw for May 4th as we speak. So when Raw went off the air, they stood there and they're taping another Raw. Two days from now on the 29th, they'll be doing an NXT for that night on Wednesday. And then they'll be taping one for May 6th. And then a week later on May 11th, they'll be doing Raw 
for that night and SmackDown for the following week. The following day, they'll be doing the Raw for the 18th and the SmackDown, the next SmackDown. And then on the 13th of May, they'll be doing NXT for that night and then the NXT for the following May 20th. On 25th of May, another week later, they'll be doing Raw for that night and another Raw after that for, for June 1st. So it's like it's like we kind of set on and off. On the 26th of May, they'll be doing SmackDown for the 29th and for the 5th of June. And then on the 27th of May, they'll be doing NXT for that night and for June 3rd. June 8th, they seem to have a couple of weeks off after that. They'll be doing June 8th. They'll be doing Raw for that night and SmackDown for the 12th. June 9th, they'll be doing the taped NXT that's going to air on the, on the 10th. June 15th, they'll be doing the Raw for that night and the SmackDown for the night of the 19th. June 16th, they'll be doing the Raw for the 22nd and the SmackDown for the 26th, both on the same day. June 17th, they'll be doing the NXT for that night and for the following week on the 24th. June 29th, they'll be doing the Raw for that night and for July 6th. June 30th, they'll be doing the SmackDown for July 3rd and for July 10th. And July 1st, they'll be doing the NXT for July 8th. Shit. So it's an on-again, off-again taping schedule. That's how Raw used to be. Oh, yeah. Those days. And uh, AEW, on the other hand, they're going to be going back to going live. They're going to uh, be ending these tapings. Uh, Fightful is reporting that they'll be going live again in two weeks. May 6th. So less than two weeks now. More like in nine days for us. Somewhere around that. But they're going permanently live while WWE is doing this taping. And uh, Melser was saying that AEW is allowed to tape in Jacksonville. Uh, so now that their shows are going to be, like we said, May 6th. But are they going to be taping again on the 20th? And they're going to stay at a sequestered, sequestered hotel for eight to nine days as they stay through the double or nothing pay-per-view. And then they'll have a dynamite taping on the 27th. So does that mean the pay-per-view is back on? You know, he said nothing like that it. is for sure. But I guess it's not going to be at uh, Vegas until next year, but they're still going to do something. Is that what they're saying? That's what it seems like. Like they're going to still do the double or nothing event and just it won't be in like a huge place like it was originally planned to be. Gotcha. So all of the news sort of meshes together here because WWE, as I told you guys before, had that f- fourth quarter investors call. And in that call, um, Vince McMahon talked about, uh, he said that the, when they're performing in small groups in terms of waves, he says the arena is, is concerned. They change the turnbuckles and the ropes between matches. And he said they have a pandemic cleaning, uh, on a very frequent basis with Clorox 360 stuff. And he has some additional stuff as well. And then, uh, apparently Triple H then spoke about how they have this alloyed bioscience that they sell a spray that clings to surfaces and that once it's on the surface, it stays there for 90 to 120 days and kills COVID-19 along with every other virus. And it acts like a sword and punctures the cell wall. So, uh, what the fuck are they? Stark Industries now? <laughs> like, am I, <laughs> am I hearing this correctly? Only am? <laughs> Yo, I... It was so off the walls. I blacked out in the middle of it. I was like, what? <laughs> so they, so they have a, they have COVID repellent is what they say. <laughs> this, this is Adam West style shit here where he has the fucking, the, the anti shark spray or whatever, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Shark repellent. This <laughs> is shark repellent. Hell no. So yeah, according, Jesus, everyone needs to stop 
talking about that stuff like if they know what they're talking about. This can't possibly be accurate. I don't even have to reference, cross-reference. There's no way something went wrong with the information here. I can confidently tell you that. Oh, God. But just... is <laughs> Mark's going to kill me. Is this the stuff Trump wanted to inject people <laughs> No, that stuff was actually real. Right? <laughs> I don't know what kind of made-up bullshit these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers got lights all talking about something. Okay, we're going to give it a fancy name, and then everybody's going to believe us. That motherfucker's filling Poland spring bottles and just trying to boost <laughs> This stuff is foolproof. It's just, it's just it's in your mind, right? Psychological. <laughs> but just to re- recap here, so Triple H, I have to make sure I have this correct. Yeah, he says that there's this process of using this shit Will last ninety to one hundred and twenty days, and it punctures cell walls. Why not just coat the world in it then? Right? Why don't we just all coat the world in this shit? They use this spray in performance centers, warehouses, and production trucks. Okay. And wait, apparently you can go to this site to find out about the thing. And that's another thing. And it wasn't sold out, but you can get it there. What is this? Is this, is this marketing? Are we plugging? <laughs> What's happening? I mean, I mean, hey, they, they gotta make it. They gotta make up that. Make up that money somehow, I guess. Uh, Melzer Melzer chimes in and he's quoted as saying, it's something that kills bacteria, but this is, this is a virus. It's not bacteria. It's something completely different. So I think he either misspoke or he was misled. There's nobody that has done any experiment. Like when he said that the thing will kill the virus for 90 to 120 days, I was like, nobody knows this. And if it was possible, every hospital in the United States would have it. And that's true. How will we know? Wouldn't he? Wouldn't have to? They have had to test this for ninety to one hundred twenty days to prove that. That much time would have needed to go by, right? The testing happened off camera. <laughs> yeah, right. They did it in one of those fucking movies. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like somebody gets a tag backstage. You don't know who it is. Somebody got tested. We don't know who it was. Man, the people of the world. I swear. <laughs> but I love it. It it stay, it coats the it coats the thing and uh. Yeah, killing a, like, like Mel's is saying here, using a spray that kills all bacteria wouldn't do shit to a virus. We went through this with Trump already, where he was asking about people getting, uh, antibiotics and shit, right? Yeah. And we explained that it was bacteria that it would be able to kill, not viruses. <laughs> oh, man. But the description on this allied bioscience thing, apparently, this is protect your spaces with allied bioscience. Are revolutionary, always on anti microbial coatings inhibit recontamination for safer surfaces everywhere. Applied with electrostatic spray technology, coatings are transformed into super fine surface seeking droplets, creating a protective barrier that eliminates places where microbes can hide and keep surfaces continuously protected for up to 90 days. That shit sounds like some infomercial nonsense to me. <laughs> Like, do they think that they just found, like, this key thing? And then wouldn't it be selfish to not share that information with the world this whole time? The first people you share with are your investors during the the, the quarterly call? Oh, God. What the hell? <laughs> it gets better and better. Oh, yeah. God. They, they drink their own Kool-Aid, right? Like, they drown in that shit. They believe that they have the cure to this thing. And then they didn't even, never even, I'm not even sure it's malicious. It probably just never even occurred to them to save the rest of the world. <sighs> Assuming they believe stupid. that this shit works, which I doubt that it does. They just didn't even think about it. They're just like, no, we're good. She'll probably barely protect me from my head cold. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sniffles. All right, get the spray. <laughs> it's not working. Shit. 
oh man this is so much more interesting than the angles that they give him the damn shows right and Vince is like yeah it's good <laughs> shit while he's spraying up Shh. I wish we had an oh, artist here that's what I would love a picture of Vince spraying that good shit like no Vince <laughs> this is good shit <laughs> I can't believe that they said that out loud that they have a spray that repels that shit for 120 days on any surface and explain the micro technology and shit and the nano machines that they used with Foxhound to make this possible. Fuck off. And then the androids from Skynet are going to show up and repels them too. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, can I count them out yet? Like, or do I still got to wait? Like, just, just let me know. Like, just, <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. 120 days. They already tested it that long, huh? <laughs> I just can't believe it. <laughs> They'll say okay anything. They'll say anything. Oh, God. I was okay till AC and then he fucked me They'll up. Like, oh, no, my look, God. We filled these bottles from the fairy lake <laughs> and it has magical healing properties and we keep them around full sale. Oh, shit. Yeah, they. I've never seen people wanting to work so badly in my entire life. These motherfuckers would have WrestleMania on Mustafar if they, if, if they, they didn't them. No, that's, where Anakin, that's, that's where Anakin fought Obi Wan. They, they have George it right. Too easy. George said too easy payments of ten ninety nine. Too too easy, right? Oh shit! They say whatever they have to. There's no way I'm not following up this story next week if there's not ne- news by then. There's no fucking way that they're going to say that they have COVID repellent. And everyone just goes, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, right? COVID repellent. And uh, during this f- first quarter investors call, Vince got asked what would happen if Florida turned off this whole thing. They shut it down. And uh, he basically said uh, that they have a number of states that would welcome us. He's quoted as saying, what do you do? Do you show them the spray too? <laughs> Is that what you do? You just go from state to state and you show them the spray? Look, we got this. We've had scientists and shit working on this and all kinds of things. They're trying to do an anti... They're, they're basically getting plasmid donations for antibody testing. They're trying to speed through a vaccine. And all this time, Triple H had a fucking spray he could use. This motherfucker had a spritzer ready to go. Him and Shawn Michaels were on the top of Titan Tower. They did a, they did a D and the X with the fucking COVID spray. Suck it. It's on the side of Vince's limo and his plane. They have COVID off. Oh, my God. Tables, ladders, and COVID. Can you ever trust a company that, just, that said something like that? No. I don't. Tr- I didn't trust them before this. No. President Shinra over here with the fucking COVID spray. <laughs> George said, not suck it, spray it. <laughs> Which, fucking, when we get to SmackDown, Sean killed me. Oh, my God. Imagine if people bought this and they didn't realize it was a work. We'd be talking about next week. You come in here like, why the fuck were all the wrestlers so glossy coming to the ring? <laughs> They're like they were laminated, right? These motherfuckers look shiny. <laughs> look at how shiny they all are. <laughs> they all had the Michael Nakazawa going. And it's oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> oh my god i can't believe like they're older adults than us that run the country and do all these weird things right like i'd be terrified as a kid like if i was as a kid in this world growing up now with the awareness of what the adults older than me do i'd be fucking freaking out like oh my god anything i'm not i'm not safe here anything can happen to me they, they reinforce the phrase age ain't nothing but a number yeah it really is right you know you grow up when you're a kid thinking all right you know people got this i know people are taking care of everything you know, guess what nah they're like oh some of them not even really observing it's not like i'm going out of my way so i'd be fucking i'm scared now and i'm not a kid we probably, got, we probably got it more than they do there's someone with a billion dollar company that thinks you could spray off a pandemic jesus <laughs> and somehow convinced other states that they can have a show there good good for them i mean hey listen i'm impressed whatever whatever you can do whatever you can do they even went as far as talking during this call about uh they were asked if they considered bringing fans in for the performance center tapings and then vince said that they're looking into that and he doesn't know what it looks like but he does he doesn't know if it's six feet apart and everyone is tested beforehand or if they can do something like that but they're looking into it so get ready because if they're given the green light that's what they're going to do they're going to have a thermometer at the door and uh then they're just going to keep people in the seat six feet apart which is also a bad fucking idea but that's their strategy even though we know that this thing can hide and you could be asymptomatic you could you could still be contagious when you don't have but no we're going to take temperatures at the door i guess is what they're saying and keep you six feet apart oh man <laughs> yeah i know right yeah oh, i've got God. a bad feeling about this too and it's funny because uh he also said during this call that he doesn't think that they're going to be into the live event business like they were before well so basically it took this for him to realize that house shows suck and he's basically <laughs> saying they're not going to do house shows. That's what, that was his way for Vince to say that he's saying they're not doing house shows. House shows will not be coming back. Welcome to the age. If you've never been to one, you will never be to one. They don't want to do house shows anymore. He was quoted as saying that there is a different learned behavior in terms of the consumer. If anyone can figure it out, we will. And he said it will be more content oriented, not live events. He said it's a creative environment is the way I look at it. So he's basically saying no more house shows. And watch all of a sudden the injuries just slowly start going down and yeah so he doesn't want to have any more house shows he's realized and a lot of other businesses don't single, single out wwe with this fellas a lot of businesses are now realizing what they don't need it's sad that this happened but for a lot of people it's a blessing in disguise it made people cut out the shit they don't need it's not just wwe they realize now the amount of resources they were wasting there's a lot of people who can work from home and it worked for them you know what i mean there's a lot of people who's like hey look at all these jobs that were still able to do using less resources and less money and that are just as beneficial because when it literally came down to life or death those people didn't need to be in those offices but before this they would make those people needing to be in those offices seem like the life or death now they can't do that anymore think about it before this happened and it's just a thing with american culture you don't find that in any other culture not to criticize our own culture but everywhere else we're the only people who we make that seem like the old, it's like Bible burning in our culture for some reason. Being late. You know what I mean? Being late or not, or not doing your proper amount of hours. They look at you like you're, like you've, you've worshiped like a dark lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? For this kind of stuff. If you go to like Italy or other places, they're more laid back about their work. They're more laid back about their economy and everything else. We're the people who it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta grind. You know, and that being said, if you're later, if you don't call in, people would literally, no matter what field you're in, you've dealt with it. They act like it's the end of the world. But then when the world actually started to end, it was like, you know what? Stay home. You could do this from there. So a lot of people are realizing that there's things they don't need. And I've said for a while that they don't need the house shows here. 
So I don't think they're going to go back to doing the house shows. If they do, it's not going to be the way it was before. So it's going to be good for the wrestlers. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, they're going to be doing more stuff with, uh, with content, you know, as a matter of fact, Vince went on during this meeting to basically said that they're going to produce compelling content and provide diversion. Uh, he said they're going to make many movies like they did at WrestleMania, more personality profiles. So this is not just because of the pandemic. This changed WWE structure itself permanently is what they're saying. He's realizing now he said that uh, they're in the process of figuring out what the new normal is going to be and that they're looking at the country and opening up some capacity, whether it be like three to six months in the future. But, uh, you know, the point that they're making here is that they're going to start doing more content more that they Vince likes those little movies and he wants to make that more a part of what WWE is. He liked, I guess the, uh, I don't know what the fuck was it called? The final burial or whatever the, uh, the final deletion. No, not that. The oh, one, oh, the boneyard match. Boneyards and, uh, the edge and Christian shit. I mean the edge and uh, Orton thing, the, uh, all these fucking things, the John Cena, Firefly Funhouse with Brett. They really like these. So now they're just looking at it as this is something that we're going to do. And this is now going to be part of the way that we do things. We don't need house shows or live events because these things worked out better. The reason I bring up the regular houses and the regular jobs is because the equivocal to finding out that people can work from home and you save money and resources. They're figuring out that you can save money, resources uh, by doing these. You know, they almost give themselves a little intermission, too, when they do this. If you think about you're at a pay-per-view and then in the middle, this thing has to happen. It's already taped. Yeah. I think it's shitty for the fans that are there. But right now, we don't even have to worry about that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, they're planning on doing more movies and stuff like that. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. The amount of things that are changing. Mm -hmm. They also, uh, they talked a little bit about a network milestone that they hit during this meeting. They basically said, um, they added enough subscribers WrestleMania weekend to reach a new milestone of 2.10 million subscribers by April 6th. They were, they were generally over 1 million subscribers. Give or take 1 million is where they used to stand. But they were able to break 2.10 million during WrestleMania weekend. Their network numbers were up from 5% from last year's WrestleMania. Now, those are great numbers, but they were competing against the apocalypse. You know <laughs> I mean? It's kind of like, hey, what do you got? What do you got going on this Sunday? Well, I was just thinking That's of sitting true. here and counting bodies. Or I was going to watch this, this event for, for $9.99 or free if I've never been a subscriber. Of course, you, you had literally nothing else happening that Sunday that I can even recall. So good thing they have the network. It showed that in worst of times, you have your own resources and your own resources can come in handy. So now that should definitely secure the existence of the network, right? Right? You would yeah. think that would secure the fucking existence of the network from now forward, right? <laughs> no because during the same conference Vince is quoted as saying we continue to believe in the viability of alternative strategic options for WWE Network our confidence is based on our discussions with multiple potential partners and consideration of broader media industri- industry factors such as the evolution of new streaming services and increased value of live sports content as our potential partners have been in 
impacted by COVID-19. These discussions have been extended. Currently, we are unable to estimate when an alternative option will be completed, but still believe the potential for a transformative transaction as possible. He's basically saying that they believe that they'll be able to make a lot of money if they sell the WWE network to another party. What that means for the subscribers, I don't know. I guess they'd be buying the whole service and now that service will run it and it will be up to them whether they still give you the pay-per-views free or what the content is or how much it costs, what the price payments are. Um, I guess whether that live stream is still there because, you know, they have the live channel on top of the on-demand. I, I mean, if you're basically saying you're selling it, they could do whatever they want to. Whoever it is, you you, you lose all accountability. It's like if they change some stuff, it's not going to be on you. And I mean, part of their selling of it, they're going to want to sell it by having good selling points. So. Say you're trying to sell it to ESPN or another uh, provider, another content provider. You would tell them this thing. So you would say, hey, listen, this is a good service. And when you buy it from us, you could take those pay-per-views off and charge more. You could have a higher paywall for these. Think about if you have it, you could do this and that. You see what I mean? Like, I don't like the idea. I mean, none of you are going to like the idea, but they're talking about selling something that they just and that's probably the reason why in this meeting they brought up the fact that they've gone up to 2.10 million subscribers because then they saying, look. We have this thing that's 2.10 million subscribers. Someone's probably going to want to buy it. I don't know what that means as far as pricing goes, which they've already, even if it was going to stay within WW, it's not like, oh, what a relief. Now we don't have to worry. I mean, they've already talked about doing tiered pricing and changing the way it works. I, kn- I knew this wasn't going to ever stay this way. Can't you know? just leave shit the way it is. No, not there's way thing. too much extra money that could be made there if they just charge you more. That's the problem. If they could just charge you more money, why would they charge you $9.99? They could just sell the whole fucking thing and get a lump sum of money or, or, they could just charge you more and they're giving you less when you think about it, assuming that they do charge you more because now you don't even get your NXTs live anymore. If you're, if you're outside in Canada or in other places, you don't get them until a fucking, or I'm sorry, in the UK, you don't get them until a week later, but they're charging you the same and the price is supposed to go up. They'll pull a Netflix on you where the price goes up. I mean, this is what he's telling. It's not like this is what he's telling this to the investors during the, the, the first quarter, you know, reports. That's as, that's as definitive as it gets. And, uh, it was all good news. There's no reason why they're not going to believe him because he basically, uh, he beat their estimates. They, they were supposed to have the target number was 28 cents per share in the stock and they hit 42. Stock investors are very happy. There's a 60% increase for the first quarter from last year. Operating income of five, 53.3 million. Last year, they lost 6.8, 1.46 million subscribers. The views were up 25% to 9.6 billion. Hours consumed watching content went up by 15% to 344 million. That all sounds like good news, but they're still in a lot of trouble and they also still suffered a lot of loss from what's happening right now. They still have a lot of debt to worry about. At least that's what we're hearing, or at least that's what they're saying. There's debt all up to ask for them. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, they're in debt for 578 million from this past December. And they're going to pay that off in the five-year upcoming span. They'll have $200 million, uh, according to Wall Street, um, to play with after they pay that in the last five years. So their stock was only worth $3.56 per share as a result of having this debt over their heads. So, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> it ain't pretty for everybody right now. Nope. I mean, it's all business, though. You know what I mean? This doesn't mean it's, this is the end for them. Hell no, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But man, has stuff changed, right? Right. Vince McMahon uh, also got hit with a wrongful termination lawsuit. Oh, yeah, I heard about this one. This has to do with the uh, XFL. Because uh, apparently Oliver Luck, 
who uh, I guess was one of the partners of this whole thing. He was apparently promised money, according to Meltzer, and it wasn't contingent on the league surviving. And that that's the reason he left the top position in the NCAA, because even if the league folded, he was supposed to get money. And um, apparently the day before the league closed, Vince basically ceased all communications with him. And at the end, out of nowhere, before he told everyone he was folding, he sent a letter to him, to Oliver, saying that he's fired and gave him a bunch of reasons why he was fired as a way to not need to pay the guy. Apparently, Vince told people he put $500 million into XFL and sold $300 million in stock, but he only lost about $44 million. So uh, they also said that uh, Vince loaned the league money and made himself a creditor in the bankruptcy because he loaned them $9 million, which makes the XFL now owe Vince money. Wow. Business is funny, right? Strange. If you know your way around, you could just create money out of bullshit. And uh, yeah. Meltzer was saying that Vince's rep is real bad right now after screwing over Oliver Locke and uh, all the other executives. And, you know, they're, uh, they're pretty pissed off right now. So rough times when you're dealing with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. The more I think about it, the more shocking it is that uh, it just sounds like he really is that evil corporate dude sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen at this point. It sounds to me like we're in for a price hike at the very least on the network. Yeah. What do you do once that price shoots up? They better fucking make it worth that price instantly. <laughs> because I've already been on the fence with this thing where I'm like, y'all fuckers are not selling me as much. Like, uh. Well, what if they sweeten the deal? Like, what if they say it's going to go up a couple of bucks? But, uh. I don't know. Eva Marie and Hornswoggle are going to have podcasts on there every week. Oh, well, when you say Eva Marie, <laughs> nope, cancel. No. <laughs> that botchy bitch is a breaking point for me. <laughs> I think she's the breaking point for everybody. Exactly. So, Carmella, uh, Carmella, damn, she will cancel her numbers. That's the case. Yeah. But you know what? It's not all doom and gloom because Cody Rhodes, apparently, on April 13th, he filed a, co- a, a trademark for the name Cody Rhodes. Yeah, uh, WWE's trademark finally expired. Yeah, they let it run out on October 13th of last year. They had a six-month window to refile, but they didn't. So Cody Rhodes filed, and now we're going to see if he gets his name back, which he most likely will. He should have had it in the first fucking place. Yeah, I hope that they meant to let that run out, because if not, there's going to be a lot of finger-pointing around that office. Mm, And I'm going to laugh at every last one of them. Yeah. What you dumb fucks get for trying to take the kid's fucking name from them. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So, um, let's see here. There's rumors going around that the Elias character could be gone. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. We talk, I guess, about SmackDown. But that's the reason why they had King Corbin break his fingers. And then he, he, uh, he bruised his larynx, which I Jeez. guess. Well, that's the storyline so that he wouldn't have a singing voice. So that's the whole thing. Apparently, when we see him, he'll just have a new gimmick because he lost his hands and his ability to sing. It's not a good sign. I always say when they start taking things away from you in this company, you're out your way out the door. <laughs> they took his singing and his guitar. Yeah, they're, pre- they're pretty much ready to boot him out, huh? Hey, I mean, hey, he can go and be a success somewhere else. So, yeah. Happy trails. <laughs> yeah, indeed. At this point, fucking getting booted out of that company is a saving grace, dude. Yeah, I guess in some ways. 
All right. I want to actually change things up. And I think I'm going to talk about SmackDown before we get back to the stories. Get back to notes. Just briefly go over SmackDown because we still have to do the weeklies. Um, for some reason, they decided to make SmackDown Triple H Day. I'm a big Triple H fan and everything. I kind of found it awkward. I don't know if we needed a Triple H Day. You know, it's not like Columbus Day. I mean, yeah, it's like I get it was just basically 25th anniversary, but like, really? Before they even had SmackDown on that show, the bump, they had Triple H on there and they had The Rock send him a special message or something. I'm going to take a look. Yeah, well, which you could tell Triple H has not been to the barber. You are celebrating 25 years here at WWE. Somebody has a very special message for you. So let's take a look. Finally. The Rock. I'm not too, I can't really do it the way I need to do it because we're on lockdown and everything is quiet here in the neighborhood and the neighbors might think that some crazy is going down, but, uh, (laughs) it actually is. There's some big stuff going down and the big stuff going down is Triple H 25 years of a storied, epic, historic career already so i am honored to send you this message my friend um to help celebrate and help honor you at 25 years being not only part of the wwe but 25 years of being the wwe and man i gotta tell you i have like you we are lucky boys uh to have had the career that we have had uh in our world that we love so much of uh, pro wrestling and i gotta tell you man um from the time i first got into the company you for my very first match in in survivor series at the garden uh you were so good to me so welcoming to me then but also i knew i knew of everybody in the locker room that there was a hunger in your eyes and i knew that we were going to be competitors and we were going to compete and work our asses off and that's exactly what we did and that's exactly why we gelled together why we had incredible chemistry you know i always talk about you know the matches that i've had with with stone cold that you've had with stone cold and you've had with mcfoley i've had with mcfoley undertaker you name it but there's only one man who i've gone around this world with and wrestled consistently so many times and put in just incredible matches and that is you and i thank you i love you congratulations man on just such an amazing career but also to not only an amazing 25 years but also not only in the ring but what you've done outside of the ring too has been unparalleled um you can't compare it because nobody else has done it and what you're doing with nxt what you're doing with the company itself and um and what you're doing to to make sure that the fans go home happy because it's in your blood it's in your dna it like it's 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 as if you were born in the business and in some other lifetime you were this is why we're kindred spirits so uh congratulations on such an amazing 25 years i look forward to the next 25 years thank you for being a friend thank you for being a brother uh again love you man and uh happy 25th amazing amazing uh, I can't. All right. Love you, brother. <laughs> uh, that is wow. awesome. Wow. That is, yeah. yeah. I'm honored. Really am. The, the, the worst part is, how come he looks so great and I look like an old prune? <laughs> I'm all wrinkled and gray and stuff. He looks exactly the same as he did when I wrestled him in the garden when he walked in the door. You can tell he had a haircut in a minute. Yeah, who's going to cut his hair? Vince? Yeah. I watched Raven get scalped in TNA. I won't watch it again. Oh, yeah. We had Triple H Day. 
strange as it is. But SmackDown itself opens with Kofi and Biggie celebrating. And then the Lucha House Party of all people interrupting. Grand Metallic and Lindsay Dorado. But then, of course, Miz and Morrison. The Forgotten Sons wound up coming out there. Everybody gets into this big old brawl. Miz and Morrison don't want none of, none of it. They retreat. Forgotten Sons wind up taking out Biggie and Kofi. And uh, that pretty much ends that. First official match is King Corbin against Drew Gulak. This is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro wind up taking out uh, Daniel Bryan ringside. And Corbin uses that distraction of Gulak's concern for his friend to drive his head into the ring post and then hit him with end of days for the win. And then after Corbin takes out Gulak with the scepter while Nakamura and Cesaro are holding him down. Uh, Sheamus fought bootleg Roman. It was like a bootleg Roman in the ring. I stopped looking when I realized it was a bootleg Roman. I'm assuming he bro kicked him. Yep, it happened. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, right? Where did they get a bootleg Roman from? It looks like it was a bad photocopy, right? I, I don't fucking know. Like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> Unbelievable. We get a lot of those lately. And then afterwards, he rips the headset off of Michael Cole. They must be building to us. Sheamus, Michael Cole feud. Exciting. Right? <laughs> It'd be the most credible person he's fought in months. You know, and Lucha House Party wound up going over Miz and Morrison. Ha ha. Shitty tag team. Uh, Kalisto. There was rumors. Rumors about Kalisto. Everyone's saying now that the Lucha House Party, they're a team of just two guys. They're just a tag team. Kalisto's gone. They got rid of him. They're sick of his shit. But those are just rumors. And Kalisto clarified that actually. He put up a video just to let people know what the hell was going on. I'm going to put that video up here. And that is annoying, Kalisto. Lucha family! Lucha! Lucha! First of all, thank you so much for the likes and subscriptions. There's going to be a lot more to come. And I wanted to take this moment because I'm seeing a lot of fans tweeting at me, messaging me. Where am I? Am I still in WWE? And the answer is yes. But unfortunately, I got hurt back on... December 31st at the Staples Centers in LA. So I ended up having a AC separation on my shoulder and some ligaments here. Thank God no surgery, but it's a longer recovery. And I'm taking my time to come back and I want to come back 100%. Every time I watch SmackDown or Raw, I just want to get in there so bad. But I know my boys are doing great. Lince Dorado, Ramitalik, man, you guys, I know in my heart, you guys are going to win the tag team titles. I know that. And I'll see you guys soon. Just remember, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Oh, God. Why is he, you know, that's the old freaking burner sound. Like when you complete a disc from burning. What the fuck's that doing in his video? Oh, man? my God. Come on, man. Yo, he lost so many points on me just because I fucking intro and outro. Yeah, annoying as all hell, right? God. Lacey Evans versus Sasha, Money in the Bank qualifying match with the finish being Bailey. Okay, so this is kind of, <laughs> I don't know why they can't just make Bailey, uh, and Sasha have normal problems. It's always like a weird <laughs> way. It's always like a weird way that they make Bailey screw over Sasha. It'll be shit like Bailey kicked a marble and then it hit like a bunch of dominoes that went down a thing and made like a train go and make like a balloon pop in the air that made her turn around and get distracted. Like, and then it's like, it's all your fault. It's just always weird. Like, make it directly her fault. So what they do here is Bailey, uh, Bailey's about to, uh, Sasha's about to get pinned and Bailey grabs her foot and puts it on the rope, which is the right thing to do if you're trying to save your friend. And then she looks at the ref and she just basically says, ring awareness. She's good ring awareness. 
I'm like, I didn't move a foot. She knew to do it there. So Lacey winds up going for Bailey to get her out of the way. So while she's doing that, Sasha uses the distraction of Lacey going for Bailey. And she tries to roll her up. But the ref winds up more distracted arguing with Bailey, who's on the top of the apron on the ropes. So Sasha gets pissed at Bailey because she's holding Lacey in that cover for a long time. And she gets pissed at Bailey and she's arguing with her, which inadvertently is distracting the ref. And then that distraction causes Sasha to walk into the woman's right. So then to make matters worse as they're leaving, Tamina super kicks Bailey unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just the strangest. It was like, talk about bad luck. You know, it's like the, they're like the final destination of, of tag teams. Like all of that, it's almost not Bailey's fault. You know, she did what she was supposed to do. She got Sasha's foot on the rope. How was she was supposed to know that uh, when Lacey went for the distraction and Sasha goes for the roll-up, that the ref would stay distracted with her? Shit happens. Yeah. But now she's not going to Money in the Bank because Lacey won that qualifier. So, you know, there's going to be some sort yeah. of stuff there between the two of them, some sort of anger. And, and and here's the kicker. They revealed on Raw tonight, Bailey's going to Money in the Bank to defend her title against Tamina. Yeah, fantastic for her. But yeah, Lacey's ready. She's ready for Money in the Bank. And she actually released a little home video here of just how ready for Money in the Bank she is. Now, I've never been in a ladder match. That's a fact. But what I do know is practice prevents poor performance. And I just so happen to own more of these bad boys than them nasty things. Probably own shoes. So what I'm going to do is put all of these to good use. Practice is exactly what the hell I'm going to do and come Money in the Bank. I'm going to lace it up and walk out with that briefcase. You don't want to bump on the grass there. I need some pointers on right. you nasty things. Comment below. Tell me what else I need to work on. Oh, Lord help me. Your cardio, apparently. Nah, she's a bitch. <laughs> Alright, she's really good. There she is, really good. Champion! was cool that was great all i'm saying right now lazy if you go do all that i better see some lacy evans stunts and fucking money in the bank like huh? yeah so carmella and dana brooke versus bliss and cross and uh they went over carmella and dana brooke like if they were a random encounter in an rpg <laughs> like they were almost just a non-factor they they, <laughs> they go over them with a, with a modified 3d and the way the modification to this 3D is, is, uh, so Nikki Cross is doing the flapjack part of it, the leg part, elevating them up. And instead of Bliss catching them into a cutter out of the flapjack, which is what the 3D essentially is, it's one guy doing a flapjack and tossing them into the other guy's cutter. What they're doing is a flapjack into a DDT. She does like a catch DDT. Which I'm impressed by the timing to try to try something like that yeah looks cool i like it yeah i, I didn't when i saw the ddt i was like wait a minute 
Like that that's that's even like that's even that's like a crazy level of time you have to be able to pull something like that off. Yeah, and they needed a couple of dummies to test that finisher out on. I mean, well, hey. <laughs> hey, one of those is going to money in the bank, goddammit. No. <laughs> Throughout the night they're showing us Triple H moments, Hunter Hearst Helmsley moments, you know. Uh Paul Levesque moments, no. Yeah, they're showing these things and uh Apparently, someone on Reddit said that they that WWE padded Triple H's stats during this because they said that uh he had 123 pay-per-view matches when in reality he's uh main event pay-per-view matches when he's actually had 70. Undertaker's had the most pay-per-view matches, 73. And apparently, this Reddit user also counted UK-only pay-per-views, which really wouldn't boost the number that much, which essentially means if he's only had 70 pay-per-view matches and they said 123 they added 53 more matches to triple h's uh stuff everything's a work over there even the spray oh jesus so then we had a really really awkward i don't know if it was as awkward for you as it was for me triple h celebration it was something they even edited it they edited all the shitty things that Vince winds up saying because he, I won't even spoil it. But Vince, I don't think that the Vince part was planned. It couldn't have been. Like, I think that Vince decided to come out that he pulled in Antonio Inoki. If you guys ever saw when that happened, Antonio Inoki won the Federation. <laughs> there was a shitty match going on. And he came out enraged about it. This guy. Come on, fucking yeah. show up. And- yeah, this is a. Uh, let me see if I could pull this up here. Yeah, which is kind of really just. <laughs> I don't think we're going to celebrate alone. So you didn't think you were going to get to have this celebration without me, did you? I sent out literally hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds of invitations to your closest friends, loved ones, all the people that love and care about you the most in this world. And, well, we're all here for you. (laughs) But everything we did... Boom! It worked. It was flawless, flawless execution. One take wonders. Every I mean, time. I'm telling you, everything we touched turned to gold, and it rolled out as smooth immediately. As Good evening, my fellow Americans. This past week, the Generation X was de- far deformed. <laughs> this past week, the Generation X was. De- <laughs> This past week, the Generation X completed a full sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 easy for you to say. Second highest selling uh, DVD in WWE history. Second. So what's the first? The Undertakers. <laughs> Man, that guy beats you every time. You know, I like to think of myself as Mr. WrestleMania, but I'm telling you, it pales in comparison to what you did at WrestleMania. Let's take a look. You know, when you, uh, you see it like that, you, you weren't that good. Yeah. A little bit of a hiccup in all of it when you, you know, you, you met her. Stephanie, no fun. I mean, 
Jiminy Cricket. Don't you dance, honey dig. So incredible and everything you deserve. And then Sean starts talking about me. No, 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 Sean wasn't, uh, Sean wasn't, uh, getting on you, honey, I was, I wasn't. right now, like, I'm watching live, right now, and I can see oh, him. No, no, he's not, the. You tell that no good, lazy-eyed. Oh, good. Steph says hi. Oh, shit. So she did ask about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Under normal circumstances, I'd come down and give you a great big bear hug, and Sean, you and I would do the elbow thing. It, um, and... There are people, no doubt, that are standing all over the world in appreciation of this. And if we had an arena here with people in it, they'd be standing as well. And you've heard the chant so many, many times of Triple H, Triple H. And on this occasion, though, they probably, that would only be the front row over here just where your family comes from the pay-per-views. The rest of us would be chanting, boring, boring. I mean, you guys... Not not exactly totally boring, but been some other things in this world, and WB that have been a little more boring. How about the gobbledygooker? That was a long time ago, but I thought we needed a mascot, so we promoted this great big egg for you know months. It's like the all of a sudden it hatches. It was out of Survivor Series in Hartford, Connecticut, which I think the Undertaker made his debut in that. Could have been an omen because when the egg hatched, I expected this great reaction. Cheering, there wasn't a yay, there wasn't a boo, nothing. I'm not saying that your performance was that bad. It's, it's more like a, a Katie Vick kind of like thing. I mean, uh, wow. Oh, shit, he brought Some of you know this, Vick. but here is, here is Paul, my son-in-law. I said it. Um, and he's naked, and he's in a funeral home, and this mannequin thing, and God, I have no idea why you stooped to those depths. That was that was bad. I love you. I love you. I just want to say that your performance and you in general are truly just god awful. What a horrible way to go out. God awful. It, it's it. Pardon the expression. It sucked. I mean, I would use a word that someone near and dear. I hear it all the time from him. It was rotten. I mean, absolutely rotten. I'm ashamed of you guys. Oh my god. And if you haven't put everybody to sleep by now, I'll say good night and good night, Padre. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at WWE on Fox and use the hashtag. What so does that mean Triple H is out of the will? What it doesn't show, though, was that he literally just turns the shit off on them. Like the lights, everything just turns off. Oh, yeah, off. he just. They're just, stand, they're just in darkness, just cuts off. He just cuts the power on that shit. He, like even Vince couldn't take that shit anymore. Like it got worse and worse as time went along. Two point fourteen million viewers down from last week. Point five in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, whereas last week they had two point one hundred and ninety two million viewers. They lost almost two hundred that, and they uh they were slightly higher in the by one point in the eighteen to forty nine demographic as well. They're saying. According to PW Insider, Mike Johnson was saying that uh, Vince McMahon was grumpy because the XFL was going down. And then they said that people were trying to stay out of the building and sit in their car, take the widest path they could to stay out of uh, his way and his vision. And that it's a running joke in the company uh, just because of the situation with Vince. And uh, 
that we're also hearing from people like that a source within WWE, according to WrestleVolt, said that he's been like that for like the last two weeks. Uh, and basically, he just has this screw it attitude now. He's just like, fuck it. Basically. So that's what you're seeing with Vince. He's just reached a point, maybe of frustration, maybe of insanity, maybe of anger, who knows, but he's just reached a not give a fuck point. Right. Like many Americans. <laughs> and it's manifesting itself through the product. So I don't know. I question whether it was a work or a shoot there with that, but that was, it was almost too bad. The whole thing, even Vince's part to be a work. Like it was shoot bad. Them being out there was corny as hell. I don't know why they did that. I don't know what would make them come up with a triple H day. You know, there's so many other anniversaries. They just didn't even bother to acknowledge. So it's like triple H day. Why? What the hell are you doing? And then the way it was done with the selfies and the phone, I feel like Vince just came out. I heard it ran over too. It was supposed to be like 10 minutes. It actually went 20 minutes, but through the magic of editing, the version we got, I guess, cut around it, or I don't know what they did. But the point being that it ran late and, uh, he came out and trolled the shit out of their little segment. <laughs> you can't blame him, you know? Like, no one wanted to have a Triple H parade. And if their viewership dropped from last week to this week, imagine what it's going to be next week. Not looking good. <sighs> well, let's talk a so, little bit about... Yeah, speaking of milestones that luckily these ones weren't as painful, some friends of us celebrated a milestone not too long ago. Oh, who, who now? The Elite. Oh, right. They did... uh. They did 200 episodes here. Yeah, being the elite hit the 200 milestone. And from what I'm hearing, people thought that that was going to be the last episode. It's not, but there's speculation of it being uh, close to it. You know what I mean? Like, they're very close to the point, which I'm not sure. I'll believe it when I see it, but we're hearing that they're nearing there. They're nearing the end of this series, which I never really thought there would have to be an end. I mean, is there going to be an end? I, I wouldn't see why. You know, but yeah, that's sort of where they're going with it here. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to run some of the 200 here? Um, I mean, truth be told, I think the second half is a lot more fun. Because, I mean, the first thing they did, they basically just made fun of um some of the stuff WWE did at WrestleMania, like the last man standing match and stuff like that. It was Nick and Matt that had the match that I guess Nick had always been wanting or something like that. Was... Right. Well, but the second half is a lot more enjoyable because it's like reminiscing over 200 episodes. Any timestamp or? Um, I could find it for you. Yeah, let me second, know. but I could bring it up. We're running on faster shit than the old stuff ever since. And I don't know if people realize this, but after Mania, we changed our setup, so we're yeah, pretty fast shit now. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, being the elite, like so many freaking memories from those guys, like, like holy crap! I remember I discovered that show semi late. I would almost say, but. When I found it, like it was, it, it was a ride from the from the second I started. I think I went back and watched some of the old stuff too, and just got myself caught up. Yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic show. Yeah, yeah, definitely has a lot of personality and character. The way they're shot and put together, and all the different things to do. The fact that they don't take themselves too seriously. These are all wonderful things. You know, it's very cool. Yeah, but I'll find that timestamp for you. Give me just a sec. Yeah, no, no worries. Take your time. Um, but yeah, I actually believe tonight they released, uh, or earlier today they released episode 201 as well. They also did an, uh, a video, not really a numerical one, but one just called Being the Elite 200 Episodes, which I, I didn't see what that is yet, but I also saw that up there. So they're still making content. I feel like even if the series ever did end, there would still always be content. And whether or not we're nearing the end, it's not 200. 
whether or not the speculation about it going off eventually is there or not. They did a really good job with it, you know. But yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like no doubt. It's and it's so good because this is one of the things that I think we've said before, it fueled AEW. Mm-hmm. And incorporated into a lot of the way they produce backstage stuff nowadays. And uh yeah, let me look around here and see what we got. Put you away. Relax, I gotta relax. Exactly. I'm in a pool here. Relax. Put you away. Relax, Matt. What do you mean, relax? You want to see After what you did? No. Hey, hey, you, you want to kill me? You want to see some magic? No, I don't want to see some magic right now. Well, no. I do. Matter of fact. What the hell is this? Where the hell am I? Hello. 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 Nick. Nick. Doesn't have to be this way, Nick. It doesn't have to be this way. Oh, the Janetti thing is awesome. This shit was nuts. <laughs> Hell am I now? Nick? Oh! <laughs> I told you I was gonna work on your back. Oh god. You wanna end it, huh? Right here, right now, huh? Yeah. Oh. Oh. get to about where the montage starts about 1936 yeah, right about where it starts i'll see if i could queue it up later we already had that shit going for like a hot minute yeah but, <laughs> yeah but uh while we're on here and talking about young bucks let's talk a little bit of aew get that out of the box here which dark uh, i believe only had one match it was anna J versus penelope ford with kip saban being at ringside and uh finish with Penelope Ford going over with the fisherman suplex. And I do really like what I'm seeing from Anna Jay. And I've always liked Penelope Ford. Like I've told you guys before. Um, I think it was one of the better women's matches I've seen in a while. Cody mentions Anna Jay's, uh, Zatanna inspired, uh, attire that she had there, uh, from Batman from the DC universe. Uh, yeah. Cody winds up calling another interesting spot, a souffle style suplex is basically more old school commentary. Again, he's really good at that. Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous how good some of these guys are on commentary. Yeah, but then again, I guess when you don't have somebody in your ear, you can be quite decent at it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, there were two matches because it was also Joe Alonzo versus Cody with Brandy accompanying to ringside with Cody going over with that heel lock that he does. Yeah, I think he um, calls it the Gale lock, I believe. Yeah. Oh, pretty good stuff. Pretty good dark. Oh yeah. 
And then going straight over to AEW Dynamite, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen was the first match with the finish being Sammy going for the coffin drop, but then uh he winds up getting caught in the in the torture rack position. But uh Darby Allen counters uh, Sammy's finisher with that GTS into the uh the last supper roll up. Yeah, it's basically just this weird looking pain combination that I think I've seen him break out a couple of times before. Yeah. As far as the match goes, Guevara landing right on this guy from the start, sort of sort of interrupting with his dramatic intro. You know, just diving on him and the match not even officially starting. He was beating the hell out of him for a while before. You know, he does a frog splash from the top turnbuckle onto Darby, who's set up on a ladder, bridged across the outside, and it doesn't even break. It's one of those hard way I am the ladder moments that was crazy. <laughs> um Darby catching Sammy in a reverse ankle lock and then dangling him from the top rope, and that was pretty crazy too. Um, Guevara had like this really nice springboard cutter that he used. Um, Darby winds up getting busted open. I think it was his nose. I'm not sure, but Guevara is also bleeding from his mouth too. So they're both like, this color in this match. Oh yeah, and, they beat um, the shit out of each other. This. Yeah, Darby goes for like this tope suicida, and then Guevara winds up dodging it, and he crashes and burns. Um, it's funny because Jericho's in commentary being silly as always, and he was like, "You know what suicida stands for in Spanish?" And then uh, Shivani's like, "What?" And he's like, "I don't." <laughs> Uh, nasty 630 from Guevara. You know, everything looked really solid in this. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, this, uh, this thing's starting to, this thing's starting to come together to where I almost don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was something else. I think I found, I think I got this spot while we were going through that match. Let me see if this is the thing that we're supposed Later, to be seeing. 17, back to Japan. What? Another flight. So we are currently hiding underneath the ring. You guys want to play uh, some soccer? Yeah, let's see. You can't score on me. Oh. His dick has got nothing on my This is the worst daggone town Cafe. I've ever been in. You look so freaking cool. Do ya? Yeah, fucking sad. The young buck signed the most lucrative contract in pro wrestling history. That's it, right there on my back. Congratulations on passing 100,000 subscribers. We just flew into Tokyo, and I was already handed one of these. Our good friend Kenny Omega was in the news big time last week, winning the G1. First guy to do it. Land at like 10 p.m. It's birth. Now we're in Buffalo. <laughs> the hand is throbbing. Rosita, the American Legion Post 308. This is home for us. Hey, Cody, I'm going to put you on me in the elite. I'm interrupting. What happened? Little Club is fine. Well, sir, there he is, a snake in the grass. The three-star savior. Hey, Cody. Whoa, whoa. A civil war within Bullet Club. It's the American Nightmare. Cody is the Kenny Omega. Been there. We pounded them out. We had your back. Every time you lost, we carried you to the back. Every time you won, we celebrated in the hotel room. And all that time, Kenny, all that time, where was he? Seconding you. How many matches have you second for us? No, you're upset? No, no, no. I'm upset. So excited to announce where we're going to 
We are self-financing in a bit. All in, the goal is 10,000 people. Went on sale two minutes ago. In 29 minutes, we sold 10,000 and 400. That's awesome. Big day for us yesterday. Yesterday uh, was huge for us. Our Funko Pops. So they are the shirt too, actually. Yeah, the shirt was as well, but uh, the actual Funko Pops went on sale at Hot Topic, the yeah. exclusive Hot Topics. Also, we got a we have a children's book coming out. Uh, the Elite Team. Uh, Young Buck Stantall is the name of it. It's a book that I wrote. Thank you so much for making this possible. It was pretty overwhelming. It's unreal. All the tweets. We couldn't have done it without you guys, so thanks. What a what an exhausting weekend we've already had. Tomorrow's the big day, guys. Oh, okay. Be proud, guys. Thank you. We all work We're here. Hard. We've arrived. We're here. Love you guys. Keep it on that. My God. That was probably the greatest pro wrestling show I've ever been a part of. starts right here right now in Jacksonville uh, they sent it to me the other day and I couldn't believe it I just want to show you in person you'll see oh my god are you kidding <laughs> it's a permanent plaque with our faces on it so you're sitting that's nuts. put it into their building the next thing I'm going to do is sign this contract that Matt and Nick are about to offer I can't keep being the least successful <laughs> member of the league. Oh. Um, and I can't do it anymore. You can't do what anymore? I can't do this. Can't, guys, I'm sorry, guys. I, we're still cool. I just, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ride alone for a while. Okay, guys? That, so that's it. This is supposed to be fun. We're about to see our, our first action figure. Yes. Yeah. Everybody here had a huge year. I'd like to thank you all for making it wow. possible. They everything, huh? Four, three, oh, you're the whole two, year. One. My ribs broken. Happy fucking New Year. We did it, guys. We did it. 2020 is gonna be lit. We just had two hours of sleep. <laughs> no, it won't come. That's why this business needs guys like us. Strategized about what kind of films we could uh, film for uh, yeah, for a couple hours. No matter how rough things get, 
as long as the three of us stick together, we'll always get through it. I like that. That was very well done. Oh yeah, I like. I think one of my favorite parts of that was watching them sign the guys, like the Brandon Cutlers and the private parties and everybody. Because like with now, as much as we see those guys now, it was cool that they documented those moments where it's like, "Hey, we want to bring you into this." Hey, what's up, Weekly Planet? How you doing, man? Welcome. Going back. down. I remember you. Also, shout out. I see you also there, Celeste Dragon, and when Blood brings all the other guys. Do the shoutouts at the end here. Keeping track, keeping track. But yeah, that definitely was a special show, you know? They, oh, yeah. Got to be very creative with it. And the editing it is incredible in that thing, too, you know? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And they all do it themselves, you know? Yeah. And they use it as a way just to communicate with their fan base of stuff that's possibly going to be happening, so. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at the end of the newest one, a plane rode out in the sky, in the clouds, FTR. Oh, hinting, I guess, that the revival's going to be there? Yeah. We're pretty good. How are you doing, man? You enjoy wrestling this week? I don't know if I... I don't know if everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Wednesday block was the truth, but after that, I mean... Huh? Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy does a video package, getting back to Dynamite here, where he calls... Uh, Jericho le hole of the ass. <laughs> he talks about how he had to watch that terrible show, the uh, the bubbly bunch, and then makes a disgusted face because he did not like that. And he even oh, at one shit. point transforms into regular Matt Hardy for the second half of this promo. And he does a very good promo as regular Matt. He shows yeah. that he has that promo power in every form. It's not just because he's doing the, the woken or broken Matt Hardy shit, you know, as regular Matt Hardy. That was a cool promo. I almost like the regular Matt Hardy part better than the other thing, you know? Yeah, I think it's because we're used to the good promos from Broken Matt. Yeah, no, we definitely are. Good old Matt Hardy. Uh, but yeah, they did a really good job with that, and I'm glad that they're they're building that up properly. Next, we had uh, Kenny Omega's Allen Angels, is it? Yeah, Allen Angels. Yeah, with the finish being powerbomb into V-Trigger to kill him. And uh, he was getting his ass kicked, but he did struggle. He even got out of the first V-Trigger. The guy's a very good seller. I like how he got turned inside out by the Lariat, I believe it was, or whatever. He moved really well in the ring. I'd like to see more of him. You know, Jericho the entire time was on commentary calling Kenny Omega pumpkin head. He said, I don't like his pumpkin head. Yeah. Like, damn, man. He kept going back to it. I just love how, like, whenever he gets, like, heated with somebody on commentary, he just sounds like he's so angry he can't talk to right. Mm-hmm. We get a video package from Scorpio Sky. He steals a line from uh, Goodfellas, I believe. Was it Goodfellas he took it from? It was, right? As far back as yeah, I, I can remember, I always wanted to be a wrestler instead of a gangster. He switches up a little. He talks about his bad back, his recovery, how he got better, how he suddenly was good again, everything. Stuff like that. Uh, Jimmy Havoc has a match against Orange Cassidy with the finish being Penelope interfering. And inadvertently, it fucks them over and it causes Cassidy to get a roll up. Yeah, so Cass Orange Cassidy has his first AEW win. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, the heels wind up getting beat off of Cassidy and run off by the best friends. Uh, there was choking in this match. Jimmy Havoc choked Cassidy with a shirt. Havoc bit Cassidy's hands one at a time, and he shoved them into his own pockets. Cassidy did get a recovery point at this, and he goes for an armless, uh, oh, you know, all his armless spots to get the, the, hit, the, the fucking nip up and all that other stuff. He surprisingly yeah. hits the suicide dive, but with his arms out. 
Uh, then he transitioned. Yeah, not as much stuff with the hands of the Bacchus this match. Yeah. Uh, overall, good stuff. Uh, you get an MJF speech. Good old MJF, because there's been a lot of words. You guys worry for a heel, man. There's a lot of people worry about this guy, but he, he gives a speech explaining his absence and what's been happening with him. I actually think I got that here. If you give me a minute to, uh, to take a quick look. The MJF. Let's see. You know, you're over when you're a heel and people are like, is he okay? Yeah, right. Like, come on. <laughs> doing your job, man. Only MJF can pull that off because he's, so, he's so good at it. <laughs> we are currently facing a nationwide epidemic. Our world as we know it has been shook to its core. We, when I say we, I mean mankind, historically quite possibly have never been through such depressing and debilitating times. The fact that MJF has not wrestled on AEW Dynamite is absolutely insane, and I understand that my MJFs, that's Maxwell Jacob Friedman fans for short, I mean, come on guys, use your noggin, you guys have been craving to see me on your TV sets, in your living room, live and in person, and I'm here to explain why I have not been there for you. I promised myself I wouldn't cry. I'm okay. On my last appearance in AEW Dynamite, while gambling early on in the evening, I suffered a very serious injury. While throwing my cash, I got a hangnail. But like a valiant warrior, I proceeded to gamble until the show's ending. But unfortunately, due to my inability to quit, my severe injury became life-threatening. But I am here to tell you, my loyal MJFs, that I will be back. And like a phoenix, I will rise from the ashes. And I will become your AEW (laughs) World Heavyweight Champion. Because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I'm better than you. Because obviously this is work, but he hasn't been there. So I'm wondering if there's like a real injury somewhere in this. Yeah, I think he's like shoot her, but it's just, I guess, not disclosing what the injury is. And it just seems like something douchey. He'd do like, fuck it. Think, oh, we're out with a sprain pick. I can go out with a hangnail. I also know that they have someone who's in isolation right now, which assumingly means that they tested positive for them. They haven't disclosed who that is, though. I'm not saying it's him. I'm just saying on top of that. But I don't know what his deal is. Yeah. Still doesn't explain why he was gone. So uh, yeah. we have Wardlow versus uh, Lee Johnson. And, uh, yeah, literally Wardlow's only surprisingly only a second match in AEW. Because we haven't seen him since uh, that cage match. Goes over with an airplane spin. This guy does pop-up power slams. He knees the guy in the face off the top turnbuckle. I mean, the whole match was him just throwing this dude around. I know they used a poor choice of words on social media when they said, who has Wardlow tossed? Which I guess is, uh, is considered like a slang for like nothing good. But not the kind of toss you're thinking of. I guess there was a <laughs> joke about that. You know how Twitter is. Woo! You know how Twitter is. Yeah. Brody Lee segment. You know, he talks about he he's he, some guy who had the whole world in his hands. He mm-hmm. plays college football and he recruits him into the dark order. What the hell is the guy's name again? It's actually an indie guy. Oh god, I can't remember the fucking kid's name. Oh well, but yeah, I I, I knew you I know he's from the Indies. I couldn't remember the kid's name, but But he has him now. We'll remember the name next week. Yeah. We promise. Scout's honor. Cross our hearts and hope to die, I guess. <laughs> Stick a new in your eye. There you go. Justin Law versus Brody Lee. Finish being that nasty, nasty ass discuit lariat. Throws this guy around. Fu- super kick from hell. The funny thing is, when you said Brody Lee segment, I didn't know if you were talking about the segment of the match. Because these ass weapons feel like segments. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jericho uh, 
basically says that Brody Lee's making a statement to the AEW uh, galaxy here, <laughs> which I thought was very <laughs> funny. <laughs> that was awesome. Jericho's definitely the most entertaining thing about this show. I'm saying, like, and then kind of um, interesting that when uh, Lee was leaving the ring, Marco Stunt started talking shit. <laughs> and Lee basically just smiles and walks off. But we find out finding out later that we're getting uh, Marco Stunt versus Brody Lee this coming Wednesday. Wow, there's going to be some major social distancing when he starts throwing that motherfucker around. <laughs> I can't wait to see him take that discus close up. Like, oh, Lord. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just the fact that Marcos is a freaking bump machine. I can't wait to see it. He's going to be going extinct. Oh, my God. It's going to be like the fucking pygmy. He's just gone. Poof. Mm-hmm. So then my favorite, uh, I think my favorite segment of the Hoi W happens, which is the bubbly bunch. <laughs> like, I, these guys. This this is- I don't know, guys. I mean... It hasn't been going that well for us. I mean, I've been super down. I mean, Jake, I, I, I really wanted you to win the, the AEW world title and bring it back to the inner circle. And But you got to focus on the positives. You're focusing solely on the negatives. You know if we were there, it would have been a completely different story. But you also know there's three guarantees in this life. Death, taxes, and the inner circle being on top. It's only a matter of time. Sammy, 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 you are far too beautiful to be looking so sad. Sadness is for ugly people, all right? Next time I see John Moxley, it's gonna happen on sight, I promise you. That way, he can't cheat to win. Is that gonna make you smile? Because it's gonna make me smile, all right, Sammy? I don't want you to be sad, Sammy. I don't want anybody on this call to be sad, because remember, we're the inner circle. And we're going to do the same thing we do every single time something doesn't go our way. Every time we're feeling a little down, depressed, and lonely, we're going to dance! Actually, wait, guys. I got the perfect idea. How about we do a flim flam video? You guys know I love the flim flam. <laughs> I love the flim flam. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm just, I'm just not in the mood. Are you sure, Sammy? Because I didn't tell you this. Whoever does the best flim flam gets a prize. A container of hand sanitizer. Huh? Huh? Hand sanitizer? That's all you had to say, Chris! Woohoo! Well, all right! Let's flim flam! And now I get to wait. This part killed me, dude. <laughs> Watching each of them do it. Oh! <laughs> it's so funny that they're the heel stable. Okay, Swagger, Swagger, this is like a middle-aged dad. Like, oh god. Think of some of these tracks. That's right, Papi. That's how you do it. That's. <laughs> it wasn't that good, guys. <laughs> Sammy just wishes to be a f- show off. Enjoy your hand sanitizer, Sammy. <laughs> I love that he threw the hand sanitizer at the phone. Oh. 
Oh, God. Oh, man. It's too oh. good, man. Oh, God. I'm weak. Holy shit. <laughs> it's the greatest thing to have. They could have just ended the show right there. Nobody could play. Love those guys, man. Fucking wonderful. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so much fun stuff when it, when it comes to the uh, AW stuff. Did I put that up there for you guys yet? No? You're, I'm going to put oh, it up for anyone who God. didn't see the. Uh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the Slim Flam Challenge. Fucking Swagger with his freaking middle aged soccer dad set up is what killed me. That shit. Like, he, he did that shit like he was waiting to catch the beat. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. So then we get, uh, finally, was this the main event? Yeah, it was Dustin Rhodes yeah, being accompanied event. by Brandy against Kit Sabian with Napoli Ford. And this was a thing where I don't know why they did this, but if Dustin loses, he he retires, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wish I had that too weekly. The the, the flag. I, <laughs> but yeah, the the match itself was good. What surprised me though was that Dustin did go over. I guess obviously we didn't expect him to retire or anything, but I didn't expect him to be going over Kip here either, who seemed to be getting somewhat of a push. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, why they going over with a destroyer? Yeah, did you expect that? Like, I wasn't sure what the hell they were doing. You know, if it was anybody else. No, but I think the fact that it's a Dustin Road, I could, I was able to envision it. Yeah, I guess. Like, I was like, they throw this whole thing where it's like, yeah, if I lose, I'm retiring. I'm like, okay, he's not losing. Yeah. Overall, very good AEW. Oh, great. Good as always. At the end, Tony Khan tweeted and he thanked everyone for a great AEW fan for watching Dynamite. He says he enjoyed producing the, this week's show. He thought it was great. He thinks next week's show has a chance to be very special, and he thinks it's going to be the best episode of wrestling TV anyone's done in months, to say the least. So he's really hyping whatever's going to go down next week. Good to know. Oh, yeah. I guess we should jump. I mean, if we're going to do the Wednesdays, right, we got to do the Wednesday Night Wars, yeah. right? So, I mean... Yeah, we got to go to the other side of the pond. Yeah, I guess we got to talk about NXT. Which uh, opens with Finn Balor's locker room was all fucked up, I guess, as the show opens. Is that what they were going with here? They yeah, there's to, been talks to like some locker room so, incident. Like, yeah, they try to run things past so fast in these brands. I don't even know what the hell they're going with here. B, I guess his locker room messed up. They're implying something happened. Uh, Velveteen Dream comes to the ring to call out Balor. But before that happens, Adam Cole comes out. He has an issue with that. And he's accusing Finn Balor of uh, having something to do with Dream going missing and that... uh. He's trying to weasel his way into a title shot. Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish wind up attacking from behind. There's the three-on-one beatdown, but then Keith Lee comes in to take out the Undisputed Era for the save, opening our show. Nice opening segment there. Uh, next, we have Shanti Blackheart and Tegan Knox against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, with the finish being Gonzalez going over Shanti with that one-arm powerbomb that she does, I guess. It looks like a choke, so I'm for sure one-arm powerbomb. Call it if you want. Uh... They showed Drake Maverick's sad video that we played last week. I did not expect this to be incorporated into something with any storyline. Yeah, same. Uh, I was just like, wait a minute. They know that that's a real video, right? It makes me wonder, though. Is Drake Maverick's, is that Drake Maverick stuff a storyline now? Was it always a storyline? I mean, I've been hearing off and on that they're trying to get him and Sarah Logan back. But what I'm wondering is, was it always, was he ever released or was that an angle that they did amongst all of this? And, or was it that he got released and him putting that video out got him over? You know, like, I can't tell which one is going on here. You know, like, it's weird. Yeah. But, uh, that being said, the next match is Drake Maverick versus, uh, 
Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. And to finish his Atlas, he goes over with a cartwheel on the top rope into a DDT. They're calling it the cartwheel DDT. Uh, did Spud always use Conan's move, the Tequila Sunrise? Oh, the Tequila Sunrise. I want to say I've seen him use it a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. I, I know. I know. I always remember him using um, the acid drop, the, the Dudley Dog. Right, right. But okay. the, the Tequila Sunrise, I think I've seen him do it a couple of times. Gotcha. Both these guys look good. Spud's elbow and Jake selling was good. Good super kick by Jake. Uh, you know, there was, there was a, um, backstage part where they interviewed Drake Maverick and he's crying. He's sort of sobbing over the entire thing. Now, as far as the, uh, the Jake Atlas guy goes, according to Dave Meltzer, what's happening with him, apparently he's a homosexual and, uh, in his promo, um, according to Meltzer, he says he's saying that, that he's saying that he's gay, but the way the WWE has it scripted, it's one of those things where it's like, if you didn't know he was gay, um, then you wouldn't know what's going on is essentially it. But more than 95% of the people don't know what he's talking about because he says how he's going to win for the people and how he's going to break new barriers, but he's never really speaking about what it is that he's saying. And like, his thing in the Indies used to be that he wore rainbow tights, but they don't want him, according to Meltzer, they don't want him to be gay. That move that he does that was called the cartwheel DDT in the Indies used to be called the LGB DDT. And they, <laughs> changed, and they changed it to the cartwheel DDT. They took away his rainbow tights. So Meltzer's perception of this is that they don't want him to be gay, but he wants to be gay, but he's not allowed to say he is. And it makes like a really weird, uh, I guess dynamic and that the announcers themselves aren't even really hinting at it and it's just very awkward presentation aside from the match itself and I will say they do a good job because I don't know the guy's personal thing that I didn't really know he was gay and I didn't get any impression from anything that was happening so good job WWE if you were trying to hide it you did it (laughs) you know but yeah that that's essentially how they are how they're handling that probably not the best way you know they're supposed to show tolerance and respect right isn't that the whole star bullshit right if you want to be gay, let him be gay. Yeah. It depends on how gay they want. I mean, if he's playing a role at the same time, which that's the whole thing. They walk that line between entertainment, fucking sports and story. Like at the end of the day, if they're not looking for the character to be gay, that, they could just fall back on that. And that's what makes wrestling so strange. It depends on your perception of it. If you're looking at it as something that's done the same way that a show on HBO's done where someone's hired to play a specific role and that's all that it is, they can't be like, well, I want the character to be gay. If someone did that in a movie, you'd laugh at them. Like, imagine if you're watching Westworld or Game of Thrones or, or, or freaking Walking Dead, like Norman Reedus goes to Robert Kirkman. He's like, you know, I really want Daryl to be gay. I'm gay. So why can't Daryl be? Maybe because right. whether he is or not, if, if, assuming he isn't, he'd say, well, you know, because I didn't make the character gay in my story. You know, you, I'm paying you to play him. And that's all that there really is to it. If you look at it from that entertainment perspective, that's essentially where we are with the NXT thing. As far as uh, this guy, this Jake dude at Jake Atlas, where it's like, look, we, we want it. We want a Jake Atlas character that's not gay, I guess is their right to say. But it becomes a great line when it's wrestling. Because of the fact that wrestling always bleeds a lot of the person's actual life and personality into the storyline, sometimes even their marriages and kids. So it's strange when you have someone's sexual preference like that and you have it front line and center and you're just not using it. It would be one thing, like if you decided that he was going to, uh, I don't know, be like a superhero or something like you were going to do it Neville and he has a specific identity with a mask and a cape and shit and his gimmick is such and such and you have a name and a backstory for him already and it's like, well, you know, we had this idea for you and that guy's not gay. but when it's just that you take the guy 
and you just remove all the gayness from him and then present him the same way, then it does kind of look like you just don't want him to be gay. So that's the that's the two sides of it you got to look at. The one side that their defense could be that they didn't have that in mind for this character, but then the other offense to it being, but you didn't really give him a character. You just brought him over and then scrubbed off the gay and then said go, you know? And even if that was your intention, I also find it telling how a corporation as mighty as them with all the legal people they have wasn't smart enough to do it that way. Yeah. Like if you don't want the guy to be gay in your storyline, then why wouldn't you have just cleverly came up with a character? Because even though it would have been messed up to do, you now have your excuse. No, we have this character for you that's not gay. <laughs> you know, but it's like, no, they just kind of rubbed it off on him. No pun intended. And uh, yeah, that's where we are. Pretty much. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? You know, made me have to take the whole bullet for that that awkward ass. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like I said, like, if the dude's gay, just let him be gay. I mean, y'all motherfuckers made Billy and Chuck gay for I don't know how long, and neither of them were gay, so I mean... And like I said, I can understand from the perspective of we have a character in mind for you, but they didn't. Yeah, he was just Jake Atlas <laughs> compared to compared in the tournament. Like, I mean, it would have gave him... It would have made some kind of... It would have given him something that makes him stand out amongst everybody else. Not saying he's got to be gay to stand out, but it's just... It would have given some kind of a character, some kind of a... Some kind of something, I guess, for some fans to connect with him on. And I mean, it's just certain things. Just I don't get why they take it, take it off or put it in. Like they don't need to. There was nothing wrong with that aspect of the character. It was just like let it be a thing. Like I mean, for God's sake, everybody, the third cousin knows the uh, Sony Deville is gay. So it's just like it's not like they haven't seen before. That it's not going to make that big of a deal. Even in their own minds they could be looking at it as doing him a favor and maybe he'd get more of a following and get more supporters and this is just again not my opinion just thinking from their corporate minds maybe look you'll be less controversial and get more supporters and be more mainstream but even that thinking is a little bit twisted because nowadays being different seems to be the new mainstream you know what i mean yeah you could, you could show how open you are now look we've got this gay guy here we have this person you know what i mean that seems to be the new cool thing i hate to say but that's the new thing of this of this timeline we're in where it's like uh it's so cool to just accept people no matter how different they are which is whatever i'm just i'm not judging i'm just saying that's essentially where we are you get a lot more points you get a lot more points than uh ever before for being a, a nice person to everybody, no matter what. And exactly. if anyone ever questions your preferences nowadays, they're immediately crucified. So to me, again, without judgment, I'm just saying I find it interesting that they were so cautious about the gay stuff when it's kind of like nowadays people are supporting all of that stuff to a point where he probably could wear rainbow trunks and then an LGB. T D D T or whatever fuck he was gonna do, you know. What I mean? But the point being, I I don't think that like I think now's a, a an okay time. Now's a really good time for there to be a guy like that, and you'd be okay with it and just fucking let it run. Unless you have something really special, like this is Vince's guy. He already sees this guy main eventing WrestleMania next year. I, I have a path for this dude. But if it's just another guy that you brought in with with how tolerant the world has become of all kinds of stuff. It's the most harmless thing in the world for him to be a rain, have the rainbow. Uh, as far as the LGB, maybe, maybe it's just one of those things where because it's a PG product, they don't want to have to answer to children what, why it's called that. 
If I had to play devil's advocate and give them an excuse, I'm just saying that right now with the progressive world we're in and everything else, it's perfectly fine. I don't think anyone would have thought twice about it. I mean, look at how accepted Sonny Kiss is in AEW. Oh, yeah. It's like Nobody thinks at all about it. Everybody's just like, oh, Sonny Kiss, sweet. Like, so, yeah, again, I don't know. They have, they have their reasons, I mean, but who yeah, knows? It's just questionable whether or not they are good reasons, and I'm not going one way or the other. I'm just presenting yeah. the, the, the facts and my own perception of them in a way. I think, I think we'd all like to hope they were good reasons. Yeah. So Jake Atlas had a backstage thing where he talks about uh, Drake Maverick and what happens with him. I'm going to drop this here, link you guys to it. Jake Atlas, first victory in NXT, first victory in the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. Now going forward on your opponents, what are your thoughts? Well, going forward, I have a former Cruiserweight Champion in Tony Nese, and I have international superstar Kushida. So, I mean, the test is right there in and of itself, you know, and hold on. Hold on, guys. Drake. Look, man, I know what you said earlier. And listen, growing up, Look, my dad just abandoned me, okay? And never to this day has checked up on me. Because of that, I'm lost, dude. I've been lost my whole life. And I didn't know if I would have found myself here in WWE. Now I'm here. If he abandoned me, that's fine. I'm fighting for my mom, I'm fighting for my sister, I'm fighting for my family. When I look at you, I see that in your eyes too. This is more than just about you. Probably more than just about your career. This is life. This is life. We've had it rough in our own way. And looking at you tonight in the ring taught me something. We belong. In life, we belong. So I don't want your head down, man. I didn't keep mine down. I don't want your, to keep yours down. I believe in you. I think you're great. And when I look into your eyes, I know that you feel the same Shit, way. is this more gay to me because of the news that I just saw? Or is it, or... <laughs> I, I almost wish that I wouldn't have... I wish I would have done this in reverse. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck, I wish we would have watched this video before we played because then I would have, I, I wish my, I would have seen my natural reaction if I would have felt, I don't know if I'm saying I'm judging whether or not it, it's good or bad, but I'm just saying it seemed like it had more of a gay tone to you. Just, just a little. Fuck, I wish we would have done this in reverse and watched that video first and seen and then realized afterwards, like, 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 now I don't know, was it because I already had that in my mind? Anybody else got a, got an actual gay vibe? For them saying that they're hiding it, I don't know, it didn't seem hidden at fucking all. Mm-hmm. That was pretty gay. With all due respect, I don't mean it like the negative way. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, they're not hiding it, man. I feel bad about everything I said. Now he seemed pretty okay with it. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing rainbow right there. Oh god! We hear our talk about the tolerant of all lifestyles, but shit, man. That was an LGB. <laughs> that was an L- LGBT promo. Oh god, thank you, man. Let's try your skill speech. No, fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, no, he seemed gay to me. I think it's yeah. okay. He seemed gay enough, right? I even feel a little gay after watching. I think we're all a little bit gay. <laughs> you know? Now, nah, see, now you push it, right? <laughs> <laughs> because I understand after that promo, I am on the straight and narrow. <laughs> Let me try to include maybe that shit. I think we're all looking at that. No, no. Like, who the fuck is we? Like, I don't know this we. Is this a new bruncher? Is this what this we person is? Oh my god. <laughs> That's in case the spud shit by itself didn't have like a weird enough angle going on. They had this whole thing happen. 
yeah, I don't really have much of an opinion. I mean, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting. Look at how long we're talking about it, you know. No, Stasis, we not out here this time. We are not out here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, that is, that's funny, man. Anyway, <laughs> what was next? Tony Nese against Kushida? Yep, Tony Nese and Kushida with the finish being, I believe it was, um, it was that top rope, um, it's like almost like a top rope arm drag into the hoverboard lock. Uh, top rope uh, Sakuraba lock. It was the yeah, second Sakuraba second one, the second attempt because he he attempted the Sakuraba lock early on. Top rope this time, and then moonsaults him still with the Sakuraba lock in, and taps him when they collide to the ground. Thought that was pretty dope. That's so, oh, that that spot has always looked like it sucks so much ass. Very cool, man. Very cool looking. Hell of a match, too. Johnny Gargano and Candice have a dinner promo, which is very interesting because it's going sort of going between light and dark. You know, they're talking pleasantly about things and then whenever they go into like a dark tone, uh the image itself obscures into like black and white and their their audio is kind of uh washed and diluted and the tone of it is changed and everything. And then it'll suddenly switch back to like being pleasant and happy. She's dyed her hair, oh is it purple now or something or dark pink or yeah. whatever. And uh yeah, so she's she has like a different look. They have like a different vibe. But I like it because it's it's not even though it's clearly in wrestling this is a heel turn i like that the gimmick is that they're not they haven't changed they're just twisted baby faces you know what i mean like that's a cool way to explore being a heel and i like that you know yeah it's different. I, I like that you know most of the time in wrestling which is okay to do because there's stories even in our hollywood movies and in our tv shows that are like that where you get a guy who's like i'm fucking evil and yeah ha, ha 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 i'm the evil guy but it's also cool when you get those characters that they're evil but not really like they're they're empathetic evil characters which we don't have that in wrestling a lot we don't have characters you can empathize with as as uh bad guys when you really look at it when when you look at uh a lot of stuff. If you look at Negan and Walking Dead, he's a bad guy, but you grow empathy for him when you look at where he was coming from and what he went through. His whole backstory leads him to a different path than anyone else. So when you see it, if you were looking at it through the eyes of him from the whole time, when you get up to the point of the other survivors that he's taking out with Lucille, they're fuckers. If you were following that team the whole time, you know what I mean? It's a matter of perspective there. He's empathetic. You know, if you look at Westworld without spoiling too much for those who don't watch, Dolores is, would be considered to most a villain, but when you look at it through her eyes, it's a very relatable, empathetic villain. It's not like you're looking at it like, man, you know, she's evil. It's more like this bitch wants revenge for shit that was done to her, and clearly, you know, it's one of those things. Even Magneto, if you look at X-Men through the right eyes, and a lot of people I know disagree with this one, I kind of can empathize with the guy. I'm like, you know, he went through, like, Nazi shit and, like, survived it. And had really traumatic experiences at that time. You know, there wasn't even the levels of psychology and post-traumatic stress treatments that we have now. Who knows what the fuck he's suffering through to only survive and then be repressed by, by things that have like slavemen fucking, uh, collars that they have tried to use and, you know, literally try to assassinate and kill you. You know, when you look at a guy like that, it's not really a bad guy. It's a bad guy to us, but it's empathetic in his reasoning. So I look at, uh, Gargano and, uh, Candace, and nothing that they're saying is wrong, which is what makes it such a cool where it's like twisted baby faces. Uh, you know, like Stacey said, she has like a gray blue. I like that because she's shades of gray, you know, which is like neither light or dark. Very smart. Yeah. I think I, I, I would like to assume some, some thought went into that, but it's everything they said is true. It's not like most heels where like a lot of the heels as good as they are, like Lana saying, I'm so great and I'm the best person and shit. That's bullshit. From an objective standpoint, that's bullshit. You're going to naturally have an affinity to hate someone who's just talking shit. 
Same thing with Bailey and Sasha. Not that they're not good heels, but they're blatantly healing it up. When you have a character that speaks the truth as a heel like that, it becomes very compelling. That's sort of how you wind up with a tweener. But in this case, they're not even doing it enough for them to be tweeners. They're, they're like just twisted baby faces, you know? They were really nice all the time and doing everything that they were told to do and would always get screwed over. And Candace always did kind of wind up getting stretchered or fucking carried out for some shit sometimes that had nothing to do with her. And uh, Gargano was, was the happy wrestling guy. His fucking logo was the happiest Imaji. Everyone smiling, winking Johnny Gargano that everyone loved so much. And he was getting his ass kicked and destroyed left and right by Champa. Champa was the most vile person who they couldn't stand. His music was their heat. That's how much they hated this fucking guy. And they went from that to worshiping him without him doing anything to redeem himself. If anything, he tried to betray Johnny again after they reunited, you know, and then finally they had it with this, their lack of push, their lack of debt. You know what I mean? Everyone treating him like shit and they lost it. And I like that whenever they talk about those things, the video was obscuring and blurring and then going back to normal. If this continues, that could be very interesting. You know, his first heel turn was shit. With Johnny Gargano to the point where I never it thought he'd get ass. a chance again. I thought he'd be a babyface for the rest of his life after that. It was like, yo, your first heel turn was shit. It was awful. It didn't even make any sense. It was like the other guy was such a heel to you that you went crazy and it was just poorly executed. This was also poorly executed, but now I think it's starting to work. Cause to me, this time it was just kind of like he just turned, you know, like, yep, fuck it. Right. We just really want these guys to keep fighting each other. Like, like, like at first it bothered me because I was like, wait a minute, you needed your wife to beat Champa? And I was like, okay, no, no, it's, it's working itself out now. Yeah. And now it's a matter of where they're going with them because in that promo, he didn't really talk too much about Champa, right? No, they, they didn't talk. They really they didn't mention Champa at all. Which, which tells me that storyline's over. They wanted to use that as a catalyst to do other things with all these guys. Like they're not going to encounter each other anymore. Obviously, Champa's in that angle with Killer Cross. We got grabbed into the darkness. That's his new main event feud. Which to me is funny that a guy could come from the outside and be put against Champa like that. No offense to your boy because I know you liked him in Impact. But I, to me, I'm like, wait a minute. How the hell did this guy from Impact Wrestling jump to the front of the line to fight Champa of all people? Something I feel about like them must mesh well. with that specific division, I feel like you really should have to earn your fucking keep to be in a match against Ciampa, even a feud against Ciampa. Even if it's intended that in a couple of weeks, he's going to fucking kill you in the ring. You should have to work your way up to being killed in the ring by him, not just come out of the fucking darkness. <laughs> you know, I just found it weird. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they know something that I don't. I'm still interested to see where it is. But the point being, uh, the Gargano Ciampa stuff has to be over because they're going in different direction, but they're not telling us where what the Gargano stuff is going to be. You know, like, who's he feuding against? It just seems like whoever's the first person to get in front of him at this point. Yeah, but it's interesting. I like that. I like that twisted baby face. I like it. Next up, we have Mia Yim versus Jesse uh, Kamea. Is that her name? Jesse Kamea? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Jesse Kamea. Uh, and Mia Yim Victory. goes over with the uh, the eat the knee? Uh, protect your neck. But it wasn't the protect your neck because she... Literally did it eat the knee instead of using the foot like she usually does. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. Like, because the protect your neck was always at the back of the neck. I don't know what the fuck. It was always the, protect, know, wait, the protect your neck was just eat the feet, right? No, no. Protect your neck was when she would um when she would put the knee up to the back of the head and then lean backwards. Oh, right, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But she yeah, would but, always but she would also use uh, eat the feet because Gail can pass that move on to her. But right. when she first got to NXT, they call it soul food and they just stopped calling it soul food. Yeah, and now she, so it was weird, the way she executed, I don't know if it was just the way I saw yeah. it, but it just looked, I was just like surprised that that was the finish. Not that it was, yeah. it was the worst thing, but I was like, oh, that wasn't interesting. 
But anyway, after Charlotte comes out and then she burns the shit out of, out of freaking Mia Yim. She, she says that first she sounds like she's complimenting her and then she's just like, you know, you've always been a good hand, you know, and like just the way she said it, like that really condescendingness about her. Charlotte's so good at this. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, she just threw her under the fucking bus. Uh, Jack Gallagher with a red cloak. What the fuck? Red cloak, Jack Gallagher coming out with the Zangief cloak. <laughs> and this is after they talk about how his tattoos are symbols of how mean he is now. I think they fucked that character up. Normally, oh, yeah, that, that character's dead in water. Normally, I don't mind when someone evolves. I feel like this is the most force evolved. I, it felt to me like one day we, we had this character that was funny and had a lot of cool things going for him and all these different gimmicks and the flying umbrellas that he uses and the jokes that he tells and he's tough in the ring. And they just said one day, you know what? He should be really mean. And then it was just like, how about meaner than that? And then it was like, well, how about meaner than that? And eventually they got this guy. And it's like, now it's, eventually not even, tattoos. now it's not even believable anymore. Now it just looks like a little angry man, you know, with a big fucking robe. It's just really strange. And, uh, you know, he's going up against El Hijo de Fantasma. Yeah, his NXT debut. Yeah, which they don't even know what the hell they're doing here because he was supposed to show up without a mask. And uh, he worked some house shows without a mask in a Florida loop because apparently he was in AAA and he lost his mask. And uh, they even did promos where he was wearing different masks in NXT. But then he wound up with a completely different design when he showed up on this show from what they originally went with, which was first the maskless version, then a different version of the mask, and then finally we wind up with this one, which is apparently different from the video packages. I don't know why. I don't know what. I guess they were just indecisive about it. And then this yeah, is what I mean, it's. On. I think it's once again them not giving a shit about the luchadors culture because when you lose a mask versus mask match, no more mask. Yeah. Well, like they, that's it. Now they want to, now they want the mask all the time. Usually they want to unmask. Now, they, now that they're, they're supposed to take it off, now they want it on. Of course, defying to the end. Afterwards, those, that, uh, I don't know what this is, the NXT Dark Order, they try to kidnap Hijo de Fantasma, uh, but he fights them off and he says in Spanish, he was like, with me, you can't do that. I'm from Mexico. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a great claim to fame. Like, no, you kidnap me in a car? Hell no, I'm from Mexico. We know how to avoid car kidnappings. Oh my god! You know, maybe another one. Hell no, I'm from Mexico. <laughs> maybe, and then he goes, "Who are these guys? What's going on here?" And that sort of exists. So thankfully, they didn't capture him. He didn't become part of the cartel. You know, uh, <laughs> Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream have a match against Roderick Strong and Adam Cole, but not really because Damian Priest shows up and he hits Keith Lee in the throat with the nightstick a couple of times, taking him out, leaving freaking poor Dream to fend for himself. But Strangely enough, Dexter Loomis, Samuel Shaw, for the save, comes in to help <laughs> Velveteen Dream. I don't know what was going on here. Of all the characters, did Dexter believe the rumors of Dream and he thought he needed a van? He was going to team up with him? Like, <laughs> you know, what the, like, what's happening? Like, why? Is it, the, yeah, I have a van. I heard you. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is going on here? It was just a really weird, weird strange thing i'm kidding about that by the way oh god i rolled with that it was to see who bought it at that point right <laughs> and that brings you to the end of the wednesday night wars for the week with aew dynamite having 731,000 viewers back to winning against nxt 665,000 viewers that is the end of that their run of uh 
winning their short run of a few weeks is now over. AEW back on top. So. And all the NXT marks died a little. Mm-hmm. They sure did. And it was funny. Yeah. And also Dream goes over Adam Cole with the purple rainmaker. Someone who was wondering what happened after Dexter Loomis uh, came in for the save. Yeah, pins the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Preview of things to come. And uh yeah, let's talk about I guess we should talk about uh do you want to do raw or talk about some more of the uh the some release stuff that we have to talk about? Uh, yeah, let's talk about some release stuff. Yeah, there was rumors going around with, with uh Drake Maverick and Sarah Logan being rehired by WWE. But uh basically they're gonna use them, but they're still fired is the way that it's going. According to Dave Meltzer. So that's what's happening there. So you might see Sarah Logan again. We've also heard that just before they fired Sarah Logan, the plan was to put her with the Viking Raiders. But then I guess somebody just went, nah, just fire her. So they went with plan B instead. Always good that they have a really efficient and logical plan B to their plan right. B, right? You know? Why, 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 why put her with her husband? We'll, we'll just fire her. And a gimmick that makes sense, right? Like, why? Why? Right. You know? It's unbelievable. It's It's almost just to a point of hair pulling with just the weirdness of the company, right? You call it weirdness. I call it full-on stupidity, but I mean, hey, tomato, tomato. Yeah, EC3 put out another one of his uh, videos here, I guess, talking about WWE. Let's have a look at what the hell this is. We're just about moving on. I am not the top 1%. The top 1% is a character created to garner reaction to entertain you, and it's a character that I can do better than anybody else, MJF. It was a reality, though, that I simply imitated. There is a true top 1%, a power hierarchy, a charlatan's cabal who have entered us into a creative totalitarianism. They abhor free speech. They punish you for revealing your true self. And then they wash their hands of you when a worldwide pandemic affects their bottom line. I accept that. Do you? Reject their narrative. Reject the falsifications of history. Reject the commands for obedience. Free yourself. You have been warned. Okay. Oh, that was pleasant. That was nice of him. <laughs> so, uh, the revolt, formerly the revival, recently unveiled a new shirt design oh god yeah you should be oh god oh god yeah you should be oh god let me see if i can find this damn thing i won't do it a third time no <laughs> oh jeebus there you go man these guys <laughs> oh god it's the it's the shitty gimmick i guess that they didn't get in ww that they were gonna get and it says new name same game or at least it looks close to it like what's ww gonna do complain about you you infringed on our on our prototype right you revealed the secret sir how dare you now we to think we had that all planned for the next couple of suckers we were gonna bring here from somewhere else you know we were gonna bring in alex shelley so he could team up with kushida and do this we put our best people on that Instead of the time splitters, they were going to be the circus act. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah. Look, that gimmick worked out after all. 
No. No Way Jose also made a shirt in his departure. Get this No Way Jose shirt up here. <laughs> That's I'm, great. I'm just here so I won't get fired. And it's him wearing the COVID mask. I guess that's how many people feel around the world about them. And fire you, they will. Because Gerald Briscoe was released. I heard about that. Gerald Briscoe. 35 years, I believe it was, he'd been there. Do you guys remember Gerald Briscoe? You know, Briscoe and Patterson. The two guys the that were always man. with fucking Vince McMahon. Gerald the former Briscoe. hardcore champion, Gerald Briscoe. He would never get rid of Pat. Pat's his best friend. Everybody knows this about Vince. But Gerald Briscoe's up there, man. For him to be released from the company, that's one of Vince's people. Like, that relationship, that's not a work. You know, that's a shoot relationship. Right. He was let go a few weeks ago, but uh, apparently WWE didn't release a list of internal firings. He was a talent scout. So, Gerald Briscoe, man crazy yeah man i guess is this their way of showing that nobody's safe seems like it you know even vince's people are not safe it's sort of where we're going with this entire thing you know like i said utter shock when i think about that you know and i don't know i don't know if the releases for sure are over you know yeah who who really even knows at this point i don't think there's really much of a way to know yeah no there really isn't titan araconti actually released a video oh goody goody i'm sure you've been looking forward to this video like i think that's all you uh, think about um, like, like damn the aew this is the shit i was waiting for like well yeah she's gonna talk about her release on here visa and i wanted to make sure that everything was good before i came here to talk with you guys so everything's okay and here i am first of all i want to say that i'm okay I'm happy, I'm healthy, and most important, I'm so excited for the future, for real. So, um, as you guys know, I don't work for WWE anymore. Um, I was with the company for three years and a half or so, a little bit more, I guess. Um, And honestly, that was like the most crazy and amazing opportunity of my whole life. I will always be grateful because WWE changed my life and for better. Uh, I came here to US and I had no English. I had no idea what wrestling was before. And after two years, I was in a WrestleMania ring, guys. You have an idea? I had just two years of experience and I was in WrestleMania. I was the first Brazilian. Uh, to be signed with WWE, uh, the first one to step in the WrestleMania ring. So I had so many cool moments and so many good feelings that I'm just grateful. I met so many good people and special that I will have them with me forever, for my whole life. So it was good. Um, but in the last couple months, I was not feeling like that anymore. I was not happy. Um, as you guys know, I have a background in judo. So I'm always competing with myself. And I need to feel that um, I'm growing, that I have space to grow, that I'm useful. You know, and I was not feeling like that anymore. 
I talked to them, we tried to figure it out and that was just not happy and I am like that. When I'm not happy, I try to change. If I can change, let's go, move on, you know? And then I asked for my release about three months ago. Um, and they were not able to give it to me by then. And I had no option but to try again. <laughs> and then in the middle of the pandemic, I was at home and I got a call. Hey, Tay. Bye. They released me. Uh, of course, it was a shock. I was upset. I was nervous. But, you know, now that I figured out everything, I'm happy because I want to have good feelings about the debris in my heart and I will always have it. But let's talk about next steps. Um, I felt in love with wrestling. And every time WWE signed someone that came from the Indies or from another company, I always asked questions. I was always trying to understand better. And you know, I, I'm curious. I always need to feel that I have challenge. And I always said, even for the coaches, that I will miss a lot because... I'm not sure if that was the end, but it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough, you know? I mean, she, I mean, she was honest. You know, can't blame her for her opinion. You know. Yeah, can't be real. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside from that, we're just hearing that uh, the NXT UK brand is in some serious danger right now. I'd be concerned about the continuation of that yeah. because uh, apparently it's it wasn't making money and uh. It was originally set up to compete with a TV show that doesn't even exist anymore. I'm not sure what show that is, but something in the UK. It was something that was in direct opposition of something. And, uh, you know, so it's apparently it's considered now one of the brands that's losing money. And uh, it was there to combat uh, ITV's World of Sports promotion, which apparently is no longer even there. It's also being reported that WWE doesn't pay the UK people much in the first place. And they can't run any shows right now in the UK. They can't even have the people travel back to the United States right now. And, uh, you know, that takeover Dublin was rescheduled for October. All the television tapings were canceled. And, uh, yeah, it just doesn't look like there's really going to be a use for them. It would be strange not to assume they're going to ax that shit any minute now. You know? Yeah, it's unfortunate. And it's not like I can criticize them. I don't really have a solution here. Those are a lot of problems, you know, it's like there's nothing that they can really do. It is unfortunate. It is definitely unfortunate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dustin Rhodes, he actually put up a Facebook post. He deleted it now, probably because of fear of heat. But he said the world needs to open back up and end this mass hysteria. We are not a socialist nation. We are we are not a democracy. We are a republic. If we go on any longer with this bullshit, our economy will be shot and that much harder to kickstart. Hashtag end the shutdown. I mean, no doubt we have an epidemic on our hands. And I have sustained losses, which is sad. But we have to move on with our lives. Take precautions is fine. But end the shutdown, please. I care about human life, guys. Jeez, take precautions. Don't go out if you have a compromised immune system. Wear your mask and social distance. Still open up. 
but he deleted this. But like, you know, the dirt sheets grab everything. Uh, I, I can't disagree with him. And it's not really a matter of it. It's just that I don't think that life is sustainable without a, and I've said this on here before, you know, to, there has to be a limit to things, but life isn't sustainable by just stopping. It's not possible to keep doing yeah. it. It's not a matter of what you want to do. It's a matter of what's possible. You know, you can't just do the impossible because of something, you know. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'm totally right there with him. Yeah, open stuff back up, but just kind of manage it. Like, well, that's what we're trying to do, though. You know, I'm giving credit. I see a lot of people going back and forth because no one's ever been here before, including the specialist and the politic politician. So, you know. Oh, yeah. But in a lighter note, if I could even say a lighter note about this entire thing, um, I want you to see a funny rib here. Oh, Christ. I thought that this was cool. Gosh, now, you, now you get the shit on there. Dude, 99.4. That's high. Get the fuck out, really? I just fucked with you. 96.8. Dude, you fucking fucked <laughs> me. Oh, shit, I got the glove on. That was great. I love the instinct of all those years in the business with the chop him. That motherfucker said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's, D- that's DDP and Jake. Oh, God. He acted like he had a fever. Jake was yeah. like, what? <laughs> and he hit him afterwards. <laughs> I, just, I thought you know you've been in the business too long when freaking like instinct is just a chop. Like, oh, so anybody funny. else would have got a punch in the neck or something? This motherfucker chopped him. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So uh we're hearing last thing before we get into Raw and wrap up here, we're hearing speculation that uh Mustafa Ali was gonna be that mystery hacker that's showing up in all of the broadcasts with all the monitors, and then there were some people who were saying that the hackers video um apparently some people took these hacker videos and de- deciphered the encrypted voice that the audio has. And they're saying that it's an overlay of both Ali and Shorty G's voices together. Like, you know, the way for any, like for Dragon Ball fans, you know, when they do the fusion, you hear like the combined voice of like Goten and Trunks. Apparently yeah. this fucking uh, mystery hacker, someone's been able to decode it. And it's the combined voice of Ali and, and Chad Gable, Shorty G. So people are speculating that, uh, they're going to just reboot those characters and that the two of them will be these hackers, I guess. I don't know. Something with the two of them. <laughs> I have no idea anymore. A hacker be better than Shorty G. Yeah, but does Ali need to be in this? Assuming that he's another one? Like, it's going to turn out to be two people and it's Ali and I Shorty mean, G? I would prefer just Ali because, I, I mean, the I circle prefer, that we always see just showed up always looks like his hand symbol. I prefer for it to be none of them. I don't want a mm-hmm. hacker guy. Call me selfish, but I'm just not interested in that fucking story for it to be someone who's already here on top of all of that, you know? Well, here and I don't doing want what? Though, like at this point, I mean, at this point, if it does something nasty, gets them on fucking TV, like, hey, huh? this is better than what they were doing before, just getting their ass kicked by Sheamus every other week. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, literally, the last time I saw Shorty Z, he got broke, actually. I only remember the last time I saw Ali. Yeah. All right. Well, all that's left is Raw. Just going to just blow through real quick before we wrap up here. Last week's Raw was a 1.842 million viewer number and uh 0.59 for the first second third hours in the 18 to 49 demographic so it just keeps getting lower for them keeps dropping (laughs) yeah everything keeps dropping but i mean i guess there's justified reasons during the the quarterly meeting vince said that it's because they're bringing up a lot of new people and they don't have brock lesnar 
I hope he didn't mean specifically Brock Lesnar. I hope he meant like people that are, you know, seasoned. But he used that as the example, I guess. Yeah. Which, I mean, the Aaron is now starting to think that just means Brock isn't going to come back. And it's just like, no, that just means he's not on TV. Call me tits. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this week, they try to fix that low rating by opening with MVP's VIP Lounge. Yay! (laughs) Ratings are low. Quick, send an MVP in his VIP Lounge. That'll, that'll, great way to open a show. Alistair Black's out there. Rey Mysterio's out there. Apollo Crews is out there. And then Zelina Stable interrupts them as they're talking about the money in the bank. And then this breaks out into a fight that becomes a holla, holla, holla match. Rey Mysterio, Apollo Crews, <laughs> Alistair Black versus Zelina Stable. Finish being Apollo going over Andrade with the sit out powerbomb. Yeah, I believe that move, that move's name is Crew Control, but I love the way he set it up as uh, Andrade went for the hammer lock. He picked him up, dropped him, and then immediately sent him back in the air for it. Oh yeah, absolutely good stuff. It looked it looked like it was supposed to be disoriented at all hell. Like if that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. It was good, very good stuff. I'm glad oh, yeah. that this guy's getting the push he's supposed to have. I should have been at it a long time ago. So, uh, well, I don't even know. You're gonna have to explain to me what was supposed to happen and what actually happened. I guess this is what I get for not paying full attention. But Shayna and Asuka. Well, first of all, Asuka and Shayna were they gonna have a match or? It was supposed to be a three-way. Right. Shayna, Asuka, Asuka and Nia, right? Shayna Baszler versus Nia. But then it just turns into a brawl that Nia clears the ring and her music hits. What the fuck happened? Literally just... Okay, so this is basically what, what happened. Asuka came out, cut her promo, then Nia came out. Then Shayna came out and grabbed Asuka by the ankles, pulled her out of the ring, and they just started fighting. Right, which led into a brawl. I get that part. And then yeah. at the end, Nia's in the ring and her music just hit. But there's still the supposed fucking... to be a match. I've seen... I've seen people get beat in the parking lot and have shit thrown on top of them and them show the video footage, which means that the WWE corporation is aware of this person's condition and then have them fucking limp to the ring with a ref and be in their corner all fucked up, slumped down while the ref's checking on them, ready to go. He looks like his eyes are open. Fuck it. Ring the bell. And then the heel run over and start stomping them in the corner because this match has to happen no matter what. But here... They get into a little brawl, and it was like, all right, fuck it. The match never happened, so it never will. And we so just what, roll out with botching ass and Mandaya's music. <laughs> so what determines when someone comes to the ring and gets their fucking kneecaps bashed in by a sledgehammer, and they're still in the ring wincing in pain, but as soon as they get in the ring, the ref's like, whoop, you're both in the ring, got to stop the match. Ding, 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 clap, and then they get their ass kicked. Versus when there's a big brawl, and everyone's still okay, and they just decided, no, you guys already fought before the match, so now we can't have the match. Since when? They've reset everything during commercial. They've had everyone beat each other, and then they come back, and a person's selling the injury from before the bell. At this point, I'm convinced that the investors call. It's just crazy to me. Doesn't really make any sense. But they, that's what they decided to do here. That's what they decided to do. Womp womp. Lashley clears a jobber. Yep. Uh, Liv Morgan has a match against Ruby Riot again. Fuck is the matter with them? <laughs> you see, this is the kind of dumb shit that I'm talking about. Did they forget how they ended the last match with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot? Yeah. They had her beat Liv clean. Didn't she also kick out of the Riot kick last week too? No, 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 Ruby never even got the riot kick off. Yeah, she countered it or something. But the point being that last week after Liv beat her, all commentary was talking about how now Liv can put this behind her and this is finally over and they can move on to other things and Liv was able to make peace with it. They couldn't have sold more how done this was, that this is it. 
now finally. If you go back and look at that match, and if you're going to do that, and then this match comes up on the card again, I like how they went just later on tonight, Liv Morgan faces Ruby Riot. Let's, did you guys, are you the same two fucking people from last week? Did they clone you? Like, you would have said what they were saying, this is fine. At least if you're going to do that, have them settle like Ruby Riot. Like, why is this match happening again? But no, everyone's acting like it's normal. And then they did the same thing. Liv goes over Ruby again, kicks out of the riot just, kick. J- just literally on the opposite rope. Yeah. She hits her with now what they're calling the oblivion, which is that springboard, what is it, springboard flatliner almost? Yeah, pretty much. You know, with, with that spot, you know, and it was just weird that it's like they needed to end it again. It was such a good finale to a feud that let's just have it happen again. Oh, oh, oh I, I guarantee they forgot they ended it the first time. And they'll do it again next week, right? It, 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 it's, like, it's like their great clause with the remise clause is not being there anymore. Hey, forget everything. They forget. They just gave it the same. I was shocked to see it because I thought that that was the end of that. I can't wait to see it next week whenever you're good again. <laughs> Jinder, return of Jinder Mahal going over to Zara with the running Samoan drop and the Coloss. He looked better. Looked, yeah. Looked, 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 looked nope. good, you know? Good for him. Nope. No back knee. It's great. Yeah. Andrade against Apollo. Against Apollo Cruz. Finished being Apollo Cruz. Not being able to continue. He had like a bad <laughs> knee and they do a stoppage here. You know, once again, we do stoppages now. That's a big deal. We either don't do startages or we don't do stoppages. You know, it's one or the other. Can't decide. We take, we play it by ear. You know, it's like it's like opening the stakes. We do it on a case by case basis. <laughs> <Too stupid. laughs> like we don't know. Whatever the rules are at the moment that they need to be the rules. It's like if you watch Yu-Gi-Oh versus playing with the cards and you see you you do something in the show where you're like, That's bullshit, you you can't do that. You're cheating just for you the anime. Under- you don't understand how <laughs> real of a statement that is. You cheating for the anime. I see you do it all the time, you fuck. There's a reason these people have so much heat. With a movie, he guys. did the movie. I'm so mad it's not real. I'm like, you can't do these things. Show me where this works. That's what WWE <laughs> is. <laughs> oh man. So uh what else we had? We had Cedric uh, and Ricochet going over TM sixty nine. No, it was um No no it was uh, Ever Rise. It was uh what were the names again? <laughs> Ever Rise. Yeah, and then and then later on MVP brings out TM sixty nine. The fucking mighty Neil, like wow! Of all, it it, it got shittier. Like mm-hmm. MVP in a return, nobody asked for. Yeah. Now he's managing a tag team, nobody gives a shit about. Raw's getting more used to being Raw, so they went from giving us twelve matches a couple of weeks ago to giving us it's back to just being shitty. You know, it's like back, like just a lot of bad stuff. There were good matches in here, but it just the, the pacing of the show uh, left something to be desired. Uh, what was the, the main event? Is this? I guess Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre contract signing. Yeah. Which, uh, that turn of, obviously that didn't end peacefully. There was a, there was a bit of talking between the two of them about, uh, how Rollins admits that he decided to do this as a way of getting Drew to the place that they are now. And he sort of tried to make himself out to be like a savior, like he was doing Drew a favor. And then Drew sort of sells it to him. He's like, you know what? Thanks. I didn't see it that way before, but Drew's just really being tongue in cheek here. This eventually bleeds into like an altercation where Murphy, the return of Murphy, right? Yeah. First time we've seen Buddy Murphy in a minute. Yeah. Well, which, uh, he winds up taking a smoking gun for uh for his boy Seth. He hugs Seth, and then he winds up eating the uh the claymore, with Seth getting away with the sacrifice of what Drew is calling his one follower that he has. That's all he has is his one shitty follower, which was something that was emphasized here. But Rollins does manage to get away. It was kind of funny that he was just like, "I came to a realization. You're full of shit." Yeah, that's what he said when he after nobody hit the dumb button either. Nobody said, said fucking no. Nope. Yeah, why not? You're allowed to one shit. I think. 
you're allowed fuck too in certain cases. Like, wa- like Fear the Walking Dead did a fuck at one point a couple of times. I think there's a limit to how many you could do and what time you can do them. But uh, yeah, any thoughts? Any other thoughts? Did I leave anything out of this raw? I know I glossed over a lot of stuff. It's just no. it's not not really that important. You, you you pretty much hit all the nails on the head and the one on Apollo's knee apparently. So yeah, I try, man. I try. And yeah, if there's anything that we left out, that's just because next week it'll be in. You know, we, you know, guys know how we do. We do follow ups here and everything. Once again, Shane, thank you for the donation. You guys know I never ask you to, but very cool that uh, you did that, sir. And uh, hopefully I see you later in the week. I love you guys don't know, but Dustin and I play with Shane on a Call of Duty game, not the Blackout Warzone. We've been doing Warzone lately. I I jumped into, I crashed a couple of his Apex games when I saw him on by himself where I would just get in there and uh, his party was open. I was like, hey, I don't know shit about Apex, but I'll I'll come in here and help you (laughs) shoot things. Hey, baby. <laughs> if anyone else wants to get in on the fun, we have the club, Talk Bunch Club on Xbox Live. Just search it. A lot of the games we play are free, so you could do it there. Um, Don't forget this Wednesday, we're going to have the Party Game Zone is going to officially be open. That is our game night. For those of you who haven't come, you don't need a console. You don't need any peripheral. Just come into the chat room. You can find the top of talkbrunch.com. It's the window right below the prompt. Or you could just go to mixer.com slash talkbrunch and look in there. And uh, you'll see the thing. It's that immediately following AEW, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You do a bunch of stuff. Everyone's welcome to participate. It's a community night, and you'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this episode and for all of this information. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. It's informative. Sugar Shane, George V, Stasis Dreams, Cool Ice. Willie V2, EB Gamer, aka E-Man, Six Slayer, my boy AC, uh, Chase, Mr. Know-It-All, Hale Blackwell, Spartan Jesus, thank you for the host, sir, Weekly Planet 516, welcome back, glad to see you again as a regular man, Celeste Dragon 32, When Blood Brings, and if there's else I forgot, I apologize, and then of course all of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, at the.com, all of the on-demand places on Mix On Demand below. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live. Once again, this has been episode 380. I'm your host as always, Rick Dowry, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. Later. Shut it down.